When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. By the way, for those people that are in the back, remember to shut the fuck up. What a dick. W-A-T-P. I've been dying to say that. Cuz. Cuz-a-roo. Cuz-a-roo. slap It's showtime. W-A-T-P. 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 Hello, everybody. It's the Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts. The only show that has no one else to blame for all of this. I'm your host, Cara. With me today, a woman who hit more notes during the halftime show than Alicia Keys. From Once Over with Kaylee, it's Lucy Tightbox. Hello. Also with us, a man who didn't watch a minute of Usher's performance because of Lucy's outfit. From the All Apologies <laughs> podcast, Andy Q Public. Let's talk shit. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to the subreddit, link to our Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes. Every single month. And of course, you can watch the show live as we record them Wednesdays at 5, Saturdays at 2 p.m. Get our mailing address on our website. Mail us shit. We appreciate that. Tickets are on sale. WATPlive.com. March 22nd in Largo. I was just on with the ROTC guys this week talking about the live show. It's going to be fantastic. We got a, we got a great lineup for it. And um, we did sell out of VIP. I think I'm going to open up a few more. Just a couple, though. So um, I'll let you know when that happens. If you want to get in on the VIP, tickets still remain for the theater and the event itself. March 22nd, Largo, Florida. Come join us. Also, Hackamania.com. Tickets are on sale for our Vegas show. And that's going to be a lot of fun, too. We'll be down there with uh, Tukey. Tukey will be at both of these events. But we'll have uh, Nobody Likes Onions. Patrick Melton will be in Vegas. And Ray DeVito, and the list goes on. Also, we encourage our <laughs> listeners, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and then shit over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be competing for the worst podcast in the music commentary category. We've each brought a different podcast that we think is the worst. But before we do that, let's talk about the results from last week. Lucy was on vacation. It was wonderful. I'm happy for I her. won. I'm glad. I'm glad that you were on vacation. <laughs> it looked like you were enjoying yourself. Yes. I don't picture you as a beach person. I'm not. But you seemed I like burned. you were having fun. It was wonderful. No shark attacks. Not a single one. Okay, good. That's that's exciting. Happy for you on that. Thank you. So we had Vinny sit in last week, and we looked at the worst parenting podcasts. And uh, let me tell you who got second place, and then we will do a drum roll. Oops. He just wanted to hear the word <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> second place with 25% of the vote was Vinny with No Guilt Mom. So that means it's down to either me 
or Andy for first place. Drum roll, please. Who could it be? And the winner is 64% of the votes. Carl, hook, line, and smiley. <laughs> Although, it's interesting. The I put out the video of that with that guy, Bob Smiley. No one seems to give a fuck on YouTube about it. <laughs> But uh, people seem to enjoy to listen to the show. I voted for you. The comedy stylings of, of Bob <laughs> I Smiley. I vote for who had the bet with the worst show. Yeah, I was. Oftentimes pretty, it's loose. Pretty bad show. Okay, so I think that means I go first this week, right? Go for How it. How do you want to do it? Do you want to go? Well, let's see. Andy got last place. So I'll go last. You go last. Yeah. Yeah. We'll sandwich Lucy. This uh, uh, is my favorite Valentine's Day ever. All Whoa. right, everything's coming up Lucy right now. All right. Well, in that case, I will get things started. And thank you very much. You know, I wasn't going to do this podcast. It's kind of the podcast that uh, gave me the idea to do this category. But I and I got other suggestions from people. And I looked at other things. And I thought, no, this is really just the most pretentious, annoying music commentary podcast. It's one that we reviewed back on November 3rd, 2019 with the guys from Who's Right, Doug and Anthony. It's a show called... Your Favorite Band Sucks. And Your Favorite Band Sucks was a show that I enjoyed when I first heard it. You said you weren't going to do this. I know. I, that's hey, what I just said. You lied to me. That's what I just said. Yeah. I wasn't going to. You lied to me. I decided cheater. today to do it. You cheater. I decided today. Is he not listening to me? Did I just say that? <laughs> well, I thought you were talking about a different show. You were doing a, a run-up to I wasn't going to do you... this. And then, because what happened was, I, I checked in on him a little while ago. I'm like, ah, what are these guys up to? I enjoy their show. They're interesting. They're funny. And they were doing a show about Wilco. Now, Wilco is a band I don't care that much about. I've seen them live a couple times. I probably haven't listened to a Wilco song on purpose in over a decade. But I know of them. I know what they do. I, I know other people who enjoy them. I've enjoyed their live shows and things like that. So I thought, all right, let's, let's check in on what these guys think about Wilco. Obviously, it's your favorite band sucks. So the whole point is that whatever they're covering is going to suck. I get it. I'm in that business. Yeah. <laughs> I see how this stuff works. Not a big deal. So this is a show hosted by Mark Mosley and Tyler Mahan Co. And so we're going to start off with, it's not just Wilco that sucks in this episode. It's everything associated with Wilco ever. First thing that we do have to say when we talk about how much Wilco sucks is that we're also talking about how Every band associated with Wilco and this entire scene. Sure. All of that. It's kind of a blanket statement. It all sucks. Okay. So every single band that's involved, and I think they're talking about alt country, which is kind of where the, the category that Wilco fits into. If you're not familiar with that band, they're an alternative country act, I, I suppose. I guess that's what they've been uh, pigeonholed as. And uh, these guys think that that entire genre sucks. Sure. Uncle Tupelo, Sunvolt, Whiskey Town, all of this stuff just mm -hmm. across the board is bad. Yeah. It's all a version of the same band over say, and over again. I wonder if anybody that is in one of those bands that fall into this same world as Wilco is listening to this going, oh, thank God they covered Wilco and not my shitty band. <laughs> but like, you should just assume that we're also talking about your shitty band. And maybe we'll get to do an episode on your shitty band too. But you should assume that if you're in the same world musically as Wilco in general, we consider you to also be equally shitty. Okay. So I'm listening. You guys are going to take down an entire genre or subgenre of music. Tell me why. I want to know. What's going on with this? I'm interested to, to hear about it. I have an open mind. How many listeners do they have that they're worried that a band is actually going to hear what they have to say? 
you know, popular? that's interesting. It's semi-popular. They they do okay. I think they have like 15,000 subs on YouTube. Have they done the isotopes? <laughs> they better not. Because it's no one's favorite band. So it wouldn't make sense. So one of the things I want to point out is that they can have opinions on music. And I can't argue with opinions on music. But I can tell you you suck at podcasting. And here's an example. They're trying to do a comedy podcast. And they decide to do the same joke not once, not twice, but thrice. Oh, no. As they volley it back and forth. I thought you were going to say you wondered if any of the dudes in these bands ever forgot which one was the one they were in. (laughs) Yes. Some dude from Whiskey Town's reading an awful review of the Uncle Tupelo album or the new Wilco album. And they start to get mad because they forget that this isn't the one that they're in. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe they would say that about, oh, wait a minute, I'm not in that band. Fuck, are you in that band? No, that, I'm not. No, what the fuck are you talking about? No, we're not in that band. Yeah, we got it. We got it. It's interchangeable. All these guys are interchangeable. They don't even know which bands they're in. I get it. This Good is stuff. A, this is a slippery slope for a guy wearing a Warp Tour shirt to take, where everything that's associated with one thing also sucks, because I remember Papa Roach and... Cherry Poppin' Daddies were on the Warp Tour. Yeah. And then you're going to walk around sporting that shirt. What's well, Warp Tour 17. There was no Cherry Poppin' Daddies <laughs> in Warp Tour 17. Andy, come on. Oh, yeah. act, That's what act together. That's, that was the heyday of the Warp Tour. Let's talk about what this music is, what they're trying to accomplish. The fans of Wilco, because obviously the premise is your favorite band sucks. If your favorite band is Wilco, and I should say... There's a, on their website, it says, pro tip, start with an episode on a band you don't like. Probably a good idea. Because if you just tune into these guys, you're like, I love Primus. Like, Primus fucking sucks. Like, go fuck yourselves. Although Primus sucks is what fans say also. So I guess that wouldn't be so bad. So this is them talking about the people who like Wilco. They can't figure out why someone would like this band. So they try to figure out why that is. It's bad and boring country music for people who do not actually enjoy country music, probably because they're afraid that they would get their ass kicked if they tried to hang out in a honky tonk. And they very well may be right. Okay, how does that even make sense? I'd listen to country music, but I don't know. If I went to a place where they were playing that, I'd probably get my ass kicked. So I'm just going to lay off and listen to this bland version of it just to be safe. How much of a dweeb do you have to be to get your ass kicked walking into a honky-tonk? I don't know, but so the problem with this episode specifically is that this guy, Tyler, should not be on this show because he has an ax to grind. He's very jaded. He's a purist. He's a country music purist. Mm. And uh, the reason for that is that his father was actually a pretty well-known country music artist in the 70s, the outlaw country era. And so he knows country better than anyone. And if someone else wants to try to do country and they don't do it right, he's going to let them know they suck at country. He's the only one who knows how to do country. And he's like, you know, this this version of country is not very good. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of versions of country that aren't very good. Have you heard modern country? Oh, God. It's yeah. fucking garbage. Yeah. This guy's like, uh, there's not enough uh, N-words in it. So it's not real <laughs> right. country. All right. So what happens here, because this guy is such a purist and he knows better than everyone, it's just the wrong way to go about a comedy show to just be so angry about it and so angry about the fans even liking this kind of music when you're just like, you're just stupid. You don't even realize there's actually good music out there you should be listening to. Because then he just starts like name dropping and being like the coolest guy at the party. Mm. He's like, oh, you don't listen to this? You don't, you never heard this band? Oh, really? Oh, I guess you need to fucking get out more often. So it starts here. 
But if you're an Uncle Tupelo fan and you think it is A, country music, or B, good country music, you're going to have to go listen to the 1968 Frank Prophet recording of what I'm sure you believe is an Uncle Tupelo song, Satan, Your Kingdom Must Come Down. That is the way that that song goes. The way that you heard it is not the way that the song goes. All right, so... He's very likable. <laughs> such a, I know. It's such a douchey approach to this whole yeah. thing. You're just like, oh, go fuck yourself. If you're only listening, he took out some glasses and put them on just so he could push them off. <laughs> make his point better. So he's like, well, now, if you like Uncle Tupelo, then you're an idiot because you should be listening to Frank Prophet. So what he's talking about is a song that's a traditional song. None of these people wrote that song. In fact, even Robert Plant does a version of it. Hmm. So it's just like one of these songs where Uncle Tupelo also did a version of it. And it's not great. Uncle Tupelo's version is not great. I agree with that. But I hate this idea of just like, well, you better listen to the fucking purists in 1968 yeah. who recorded it, which by the way, that version sucks too. Yeah. So what, what black guy did he rip that off from? Uh, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. So, but remember, this is a comedy show. So they are critiquing music, but they got some jokes in here too. I'm starting an emo band with an acoustic guitar. I'm going to call it something else. What about non-tree music? Non-tree music, yes. <laughs> is in <laughs> complete lack of art and soul. So instead of country, I didn't see you laughing, Lucy. Let me explain it. Instead of country, it's mm -hmm. non-tree. Like, there's nothing, nothing good redeemable about, about it. it. Nothing good. I thought it was about Christianity. Somehow. No, none. Okay. All right. None of that. Non-tree music. Good, good joke right there. Mm. Why, did, why do they have... Uh, Lucy's aunt's Bahamas hat <laughs> sitting on the couch behind them. Like so when that. the show started off, the uh, the guy Mark was wearing that hat, and I guess like hipsters in Nashville. See, these guys are Nashville purists too. Like we come from the only place where people appreciate music, so we know music a lot better than everyone else. It's a very similar vibe. We'll get into more clips of that of like centering John with his Long Island stuff. Okay. Oh, you guys don't understand. You can't insult someone's kids. Not where I'm from. You guys might like that where you're from, but where I'm from, pe people might like shit music where you're from, but I'm from Nashville, yeah. a place where we actually know what good music is. This is so pretentious in this episode. Yeah. It's so bad. And I stole this hat from some bride on her bachelorette party. <laughs> actually, Andy, you could have used that when I, I burned yeah. shit on you in yeah, Nashville. I know. If I was wearing that hat, I, I never thought that was one of those hats on. that uh, someone as fat as Ash would pee into. Oh, right. Yeah. What was that called? <laughs> Sombrero. <laughs> Oh, uh, speaking of which, Dr. Steve messaged me about the show we did. Yes. I got a whole tone from him Did you get, a, did you get some from him, too? <laughs> yeah. Because we were talking to... incensed. All right. I don't want to muddy up this section yeah, with yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but remind me later okay. to talk about Dr. Steve's take on that uh, porn star whose moms are OBGYN. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Steve had some thoughts Deeply offended. <laughs> I was glad. I was like, yeah, it's okay, yeah. good. Right. I didn't think I was crazy. <laughs> All right. So this is the worst insult that you could possibly hurl at this guy. It every now and then someone, you know, will hear, Oh, he's the country music guy. And every now and then someone will assume that I give a shit about Wilco. And it always is actually offensive. What the fuck? Why would you, <laughs> <laughs> do you think that low of me? What the fuck, man? Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's uh, like a person with <laughs> he's like a person with tits. You call it call her a she, and she's like, what? That's not my, my pronouns are not Wilco. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what he just did. Uh, all right. So I think he might be a little bit too close to this because you could tell he's like fired up about it. 
Just the discography of Guy Clark alone rendered even the most hypothetically awesome version of this alt-country bullshit entirely unnecessary before most of the dudes in these bands were even born. Okay, Grandpa. I get it. Well, you listen to that music. Oh, we had music when I was growing up. That's what real music. Yeah. Okay. There's some grandpa going on, but there's some comic book guy going on, oh, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. He is nerding out. Definitely. He knows better than, than all of us. Oh, yeah. Okay. So now he's going to explain that Wilco's just commercialized country music man. Oh, you want to listen to that man? Is that because the man told you to? If you worked at a Starbucks and decided to throw on a playlist of country music prior to the year 1980 and someone from corporate came by, you would lose your job and they would play Wilco instead. Right. I mean, Outlaw Country is a station on Sirius XM. I think you could play it and it'd be fine. I appreciate it. He likes to act like it's so badass. Oh my gosh, you'd lose your job. If you played some of the shit my dad was up to, watch out. <laughs> Unless you're in a honky-tonk. Crazy stuff right there. So then they decide, they take a leap here. So the guy just throws out this premise. Like, if you're in a Starbucks, you play Wilco. Because that's what people want to hear in a Starbucks. So now they've decided that's what the soundtrack to Starbucks for some reason. And I've never heard Wilco in a Starbucks, but sure, I'm sure it's happened. But now they've decided that Wilco is actually background music. It's created as background music for Starbucks. But if one of the songs that I took the time my whole life to write background music at a coffee shop, I'd be like, fuck, this really sucks. Some people aspire, man. I, some, some people, people really <laughs> just want to be background music at coffee shops. So first off, this guy says, if one of my songs I took my whole life to write, songs should not take your entire life to write. It's no. a bad, that's going to be a bad song. Like if, if you can't figure it out pretty quickly stop start something different it's not a good idea but i love that this guy is like so fucking cool he's just like dude if one of my compositions ever made it is fucking background music at starbucks kill myself man fucking way too cool for that shit again back to your warp tour thing yeah, how many right. commercialized <laughs> bands are on fucking the warp tour yeah. i think i saw eminem on the warp tour i mean yeah. the list goes on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was one <laughs> not even a band all right so now let's start listing all the cool bands that you should be into. Like if you're a Wilco fan, you tune into this and you go, oh, the pretentious guy says I suck. Oh, what should I be listening to to impress my friends and family and guys like him? You should probably check out uh, Slim Cessna's Auto Club and all of the offshoots of that band like Munley and the Lee Lewis Harlots. You could check out 16 Horsepower. That would probably be a very easy jump for you to make from Wilco. And you will spot the difference in quality immediately. Mm -hmm. There are <laughs> other choices here besides ripping off the worst of Tom Petty's albums and claiming that it's a result of your country music influences. What a pretentious douche. Yeah. <laughs> anything he tells me to listen to, I'm like, nah, that's fine. I'm good. Right. I don't want to listen to anything you like. Yeah. You're an asshole. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, there's a better there's gotta be a better way to give somebody a recommendation and encourage them to check it out. Than right. Then just be like, You're an idiot right. liking, You're an idiot for liking that. You should be listening to this. And if you don't like that, you're an even bigger idiot than I thought you were. Everyone had one of those Great. Uh, acquaintances yes. that actually had good taste in music, but their approach was yeah. made you, you not, not ever want anything ever. Yeah. Right. I almost missed out on the kinks because of one of those douchebags. Yeah. And the kinks are great. This whole review is angry and lacks any articulation as to why Wilco is not a good band. 
And that's what I mean. Like the guy's too close to this. He's very angry about this whole genre of music. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't do a good job of explaining to us why I shouldn't like Wilco. Uh, Jeff Tweedy's not a good singer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, get, I go. get that. It's a good place to start. A good yeah. place to start. <laughs> I prefer this to that. Well, yeah. In lieu of this guy, I would encourage people to check out what makes this song stink. Yeah. Because that, that guy goes through and will say, for example, the Kid Rock song all summer, all summer <laughs> yeah, long. Him explaining why that song is terrible is fantastic. So. He does an amazing job articulating, going into detail, why it sucks. Mm -hmm. Someone actually just emailed me a link to that guy. He's like, this guy sucks at podcasting. I go, I love this guy. Yeah, this he does not <laughs> suck at podcasting. So, all right, let's get into some specifics here. I want to get some scrutiny why I shouldn't like Wilco. And this is the dumbest argument. He doesn't like the song title. He's going to explain to us why they suck because of the song title. The band straight up has a song called I Am Trying to Break Your Heart, and mm -hmm. the, which is a fucking horrific song title. And the way you know they're trying to do... What, what if you just broke my heart, Jeff? What if you didn't try to do it? What if we went Yoda here? There is no try, only do. And then you just did it, and also without telling me. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, if you have to tell me what you're trying to do... Uh, I'm trying to give you a blowjob. Well, I think I should probably know if you're trying to give me a blowjob. Sure. It's a comedy. Yep. I'm trying to make you come. Oh, well, you're not. You're not doing it. Hmm. Wow. What a reach. So I think he's taking the song title a little too literally there. I think somebody just broke his heart. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's not trying to break your heart, Tyler. That someone might be on the couch with him. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. He's like, the song isn't called, I want you to like this song. It's about someone else. <laughs> Maybe it should be. <laughs> oh, that'd be funnier. <laughs> so then after that, Mark goes into a diatribe about how he doesn't understand the lyrics. He's like, and I don't even want to bother to try to figure out what they mean. Okay, you don't have to. <laughs> well, then I think we're done here. <laughs> yeah, I was twisting your arm. Like, if you like the band and you want to understand what they're singing about, you can. I love a lot of songs. I have no idea what the fuck they're talking uh, about. I prefer it that way. <laughs> yeah, it actually works out better sometimes. All right, so now we have to do a proof that Wilco sticks. Now, when Uncle Tupelo broke up, the two main guys parted ways and started separate bands. And so this is scientific proof that Wilco is not very good. Because the first Wilco album essentially bombed, especially in comparison to the sales and critical reception of the first Sun Volt album, which was made by the other guy from Uncle Tupelo, who also used the same producer as Wilco. So basically, this is as close as you can get to applying the scientific process to determine which guy in Uncle Tupelo was doing the thing that Uncle Tupelo fans enjoyed. Turns out it was Jay Tupelo, not Jeff Wilco. I'm not nice, hot, or fuckable. So <laughs> it's a really stupid argument because these guys, and well, I'll play the clips in a minute, these guys talk about how popularity has nothing to do with whether something's good or not. It's like, is Beyonce the greatest singer of all time? She has the most Grammys. She must be the greatest singer of all time, right? I mean, that's proof. That's basically what he just said. Yeah. Here's proof that more critically acclaimed and more sales. So obviously, they're not even as good as Sunville. You're like, well, I don't think that's how that works. And you know that. Yeah. So that's dumb. And then the arguments get uh, even dumber after that. When your entire fan base seems to be people that first of all, have terrible taste in music. Second of all, have seemingly have never been exposed to other music. I guess it's just fucking genius because they've never actually listened to anything outside of whatever, I guess, Pitchfork says was cool. 
Based on what? No, no, that's what I love about this. So this is the dumbest argument ever. He goes, well, this band sucks, so all their fan base like bad music, and they don't even think other good music is good. Like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe some of these fucking other pretentious bands you're calling out, those Wilco fans like them too. I don't know. Do you know that for a fact? These guys are just jumping to these leaps, and they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The people who like that band because that band stinks, they're also idiots. Well, yeah, no, you're making that clear i suppose but then the straw man argument comes out people who care about wilco believe everyone who cares about music cares about yes. wilco yes. and that is yes. nowhere near yes. the case so glad you said that because i feel like sometimes is it just that we live in a bubble because like it's nashville it's music city so everyone i felt that maybe i that was just what i experienced but i think that's just genuinely true People think it's more important than it really is. Like in reality, outside of this bubble that we live in, where everyone is just like, Wilco, 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 Wilco. <laughs> the general public literally what? gives a shit. They obviously don't. <laughs> they definitely don't. They absolutely, objectively, demonstrably do not. So so they've created this whole argument where it's like people who say that if you like music, you have to like Wilco. I don't know that to be the case no. at all. I keep thinking of Patrick Michael and how everything goes back to high school. Yes. Because this sounds like they weren't popular. And they, they weren't don't like popular. popular. They were things. a band and people didn't like their band. Right. But they were those kids were listening to Wilco and they're like, well, what the fuck? We're better than Wilco. Can't you tell where the chord structure? <laughs> this melody is much more intricate than what Wilco's doing, but you like that better? I sing better than him. I That's the, what I'm hearing. I have more of a vocal range than him. Why? why? Yeah, I know. It, it's ridiculous. I've been marinating on the last clip about people's musical taste just like being across the board bad and it's not true because i've had the opposite experiences with ween and fish fans and yes. primus and fish fans and all of these fucking fish fans glomming onto these bands that i like yeah and showing up and smelling and getting in my way fish fans have ruined my two favorite bands to go see yeah. live ween and primus because now it's a bunch of hippies these chicks who don't shave their armpits yeah Trying to watch the band next to me. Thinking Excuse me, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> dare you. So I'll, I'll ask you, Lucy. You're a metalhead. Yes. You hang out with a, a lot of metal guys. Yeah. Do you ever have the conversation about Wilco is the most important band ever exists? I had never heard of never. Wilco before this. <laughs> You've never one. heard that one? <laughs> That's what I mean. These guys are just like, and everyone's just like, Wilco's the greatest band ever. They're fucking idiots. Like, no, no, no I one's mean, saying that. It's, metal possible, it's possible that I heard them in Starbucks. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Right. Metalheads are really like this, though. Oh, totally. They have this same approach. This to... is exactly the, you were saying like earlier, I, I don't even remember, but it, I, this feels like every conversation that I've ever had with them. Oh, yeah. Just walk, yes. walk up to a metalhead and go, I think five finger death punch is pretty good oh it's, i will <laughs> murder you if you like that man we should be listening to yeah. is fast enough yeah yeah <laughs> you're gonna get shouted down yes all right so now let's get back to the pretentious bands that we should be listening to if we like wilco we're wrong this is what we should be doing also if you do listen to the song every little thing and enjoy it then what you need to do next is go listen to every album by the band marvelous three and they're not on spotify so you'll actually have to put in some effort to improve your taste in music they're not on spotify which i'm certain sounds crazy to oh, all the wilco fans tuning into this oh, marvelous three has some songs on spotify but not all of their <laughs> albums and not all of the good stuff underrated band absolutely if you know the name butch walker but yeah. you don't know who marvelous three is then there are some blind spots in your awareness of music get some help oh you only <laughs> like the marvelous three songs that are on spotify you're a fucking loser <laughs> what an idiot yeah. 
If you're listening to it, but it's not on vinyl, you're doing it wrong. What are you oh, doing? Yeah. Waste of time. All right, I just have uh, one more clip on here. And uh, they have an amazing argument for people who say, well, fans sell well, they must be pretty good. Which, by the way, no one is saying. <laughs> maybe they maybe they get this from people who are like, oh, you don't like Pink Floyd? Blah, blah, blah. Maybe they do. I don't know. I guess that's who they're arguing against. But again, it seems like a straw man to me. And this is a terrible argument. If they say like, well, you can't say that that band sucks. They sold blah, blah, blah albums. They're fucking huge. I'm going to say, oh, cool. So Avatar's your favorite movie, right? <laughs> Avatar's the greatest fucking movie ever made. It's seriously the best movie. Best storytelling. Best cinematography ever. Shut the fuck up. You don't say that about anything else that you do in your life. Coca-Cola is the highest selling beverage on earth, whatever. So you just think Coke is the greatest thing ever. You don't drink anything else but Coke. Fuck water. I only drink Coke. It's the stupidest argument on earth. If you have an avatar tattoo. Okay. Yeah. I'll listen to you. I would like to go back to listening to the other douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's not redeeming it, this at all. So when I, was, when I was in the Bahamas, this yeah. guy came up to me and started hitting on me. And he was like, oh, what do you like? And I was like, movies. And he asked me my favorite movie. And then I asked him his favorite movie. And he said Avatar. And no I shit. immediately walked the fuck away from him. <laughs> Avatar? I'll be over here. Well, that's what I was thinking when he was saying that. Like, Avatar's got to be someone's favorite movie. It's, it's, it's a pile of dog in the Bahamas. shit. Yeah, it's Cameron's favorite movie. <laughs> sure. But he's missing, he's obviously missing the point, and I think purposely yeah. missing the point, yeah. which is like, well, why don't you drink Coca-Cola for every meal? It's like, well, I don't listen to Wilco every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, people who Wilco's their favorite band listen to other music as well. Probably hundreds of other bands, if I had to make a guess on it. So, anyway. <laughs> I just, the, the way that they come across, they're the, so pretentious, they know everything better than everyone else. There's a fun way to do this. And, you know, like, shitty song of the week is fun. Yeah. You know, you could, you could do these types of shows. I'm sure you guys have some examples here coming up where you can have a little bit of fun with it. But just to be pretentious and act like anyone who likes Wilco is a douchebag. I'm like, well, who are you yeah. telling this to? Nobody likes an elitist. Right. Yeah. yeah. Back in the early days, you used to do greatest song by name yes, the band. right. And the fun part of it is it's objective, yeah. you know? And I pretended you, it wasn't. Yes. <laughs> you were like, everybody's wrong except me, and that You're was hilarious. Right. Yes, that was the whole point of it, is to be like these Oh, no, guys, no, it was the worst song. Worst song. Yeah, worst song ever yeah. By, yeah. by each band. Yeah, yeah, right. Like Van Halen, the answer is... Dance the Night Away. Oh, my God. Never mind. <laughs> Dude, this bit sucks. It's going to be Van Hagar. What the fuck is wrong with you, Jesus Dance the Christ. Night Away? <laughs> fuck out of here. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> the answer is the lyrics only time will tell if we can stand the test of time. And you know that. <laughs> because I was testing you. Because uh, the guitar soul, we get a new singer in the band, and the singer starts singing. Over the, bada, 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 <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. Eddie Van Hill's playing a guitar right now. Stop it. Turn his mic off. Oh I, I saw we Van Halen. Time. I saw Van Halen during <laughs> the Gary Cherone. It's gonna be a long one today, isn't I, it? <laughs> I got to see the sound check and everything. I won tickets on the radio. Um, who, who do we say was up next? Nobody bought any. <laughs> <laughs> who do we say was gonna be up next? Lucy Typebox. Lucy Typebox. What did you bring for us today? Well, today is Valentine's Day. It is. So I decided that I would bring a couple of women who are really angry at the world. And I brought 
Songs My Ex Ruined, ah, which like is it. a couple of music journalists, Courtney and Melissa, and they have a guest on their show to talk about a song that they're ex I haven't ruined. listened to these clips. I've never listened to this podcast. I like the premise. Yeah. It's a decent premise. It's a decent premise, right? Yep. So in clip Silly one. fuck it up. Yeah. In clip <laughs> one, we're going to see who the guest is today, and we'll also get to start learning about how dumb our hosts are. Really thrilled to have Lola Kirk with us. She has a new single out, All My Exes Live in L.A. It is not an interpolation of George Strait's All My Exes Live in Texas. Interpolation? Wow. That's not a fucking <laughs> word, right? I'd have to look it up. I've never, I've never used it. I've never heard it before. It doesn't mean it's not a word. In- interpolation is a word. No, interpolation. Oh, no. That is, is not a, a word. Is there a documentary about it? There <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, let's not start quizzing people on vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I'm going to fuck that one up, but it's fine. No, no, you're fine. Because in clip two, we are going to find out what song was ruined by her ex for Lola. Okay. I hope you guys are ready because it's Beth by Kiss. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. I know. It's really weird. <laughs> that song wasn't ruined by an ex. It was, it was ruined when it was written. <laughs> that song sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so she wants to listen to Beth, but yeah. she can't? She can no longer listen to Beth. I know. It's a really sad life for her. That is... <laughs> so yeah. That was perfect. An, an otherwise perfect album ruined by Beth. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> um, well, just like your guys, you know, they had the jokes... In clip three, we're also going to get to find out that Lola has the jokes. You know, I, I was re-listening to it this morning to try to kind of untraumatize myself before discussing it. And I did have to think, was this song really ruined for me by my ex? Or or was this song just kind of ruined from the beginning? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same joke you made. Kind of. Yours was better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... I guess I saw that one coming. Yeah. One could say. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. the joke. Okay. Got I, it. I, I didn't get remember it. where I was going with this. I'm still on Bahamas mind. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> all right. Cool. In clip four, Lola is going to do some humble bragging about her father, who used to be in, I think, Bad Company and Free, um, in order for us to find out how it is that her ex ruined Beth for her. You're going to notice that she's talking a lot about nothing. Okay. Um, and we're going to hear a lot of that in the following clips as well. And my dad was in Bad Company and Free. And I think he did the rock and roll fantasy camp, which was this really funny phenomenon. I don't know if they still do it. Is it like fantasy football? Kind of. It's this no. camp where I think really rich doctors and lawyers draft guitarists to play in bands with them. It's not like fantasy football. Kind of. The word fantasy is involved. Yeah. Oh, I got nothing but bass players. Jesus. <laughs> You're right. And a kicker for some reason. I got Dave Grohl, but as a guitarist. Oh. Ah, damn it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's really stupid. <laughs> I know. I was, I was like, that's someone who doesn't know what fantasy football. Is, I don't. Obviously. I don't know anything about football, and I know that those two things are not even. A well, little I'm trying bit. to think of like if fantasy football was like fantasy rock and roll camp, so I would get to go and play with the Bills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Man, the first day, Carlos five broken bones. <laughs> fantasy camp was fun. Thanks for dropping me off, mom. <laughs> Uh, clip five, Lola is going to continue giving us the extremely long and boring backstory. You'll also notice that we still have not talked about the song Beth. That's fine. Which is, it's <laughs> yeah. fine, but like promise me something and give it to me in a right. podcast. 
Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Mm-hmm. Yes. So my dad and Paul Stanley, I think, met at this rock and roll fantasy camp. And cut to like five years later, I'm in Detroit. And I really loved the movie Detroit Rock City. And I came to Kiss through that movie. So when she says her dad and Paul Stanley met. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We all know the rumors here. (laughs) They're teaching the guys how to give a (laughs) blowjob. Yeah. (laughs) Now let's talk about tour bus etiquette. Uh, I just hated that so much because the worst possible reason to get into Kiss is because of the movie Detroit Rock City. I did enjoy yeah. that movie. I, I love know, that. I know what you mean. No, yes. I love that movie. That is not a reason to get into Correct. the Correct. Right. It's not a movie about all. Kiss. Yeah. It's about going to a concert. It yeah. justifies right. you being a fan of Kiss. Right. Yeah. yeah. So in clip six, she is going to flash forward some more time, and Lola is going to be in a crystal store where you buy, like, those stupid fucking gems and stuff. Oh, and... oh watch it. Shuli might be listening. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she is going to get a surprise phone call. So I'm in this gem store. What's it called? The Precious Stones. And they sell like dream catchers and stuff. And I get a call on my phone from an unknown number as I'm picking up these rocks that are meant to make all my dreams come true or whatever. And I answer the phone and I hear someone go, Lola Kirk. And I said, yes. He goes, it's Paul Stanley from Kiss. Whoa. Wow. Crazy. It must have been the dream catchers that made that happen. Very cool. Her dreams were coming true. So Paul gives her six VIP passes to his show, and she invites some of her coworkers, one of which is a bodybuilder whose shoulders she plans on sitting on. Paul's happy about that. Yeah, I was going to say. I I was just thinking, can I do a Paul impression? I was, I was trying to think of how to do it. I wanted to say, like, you have any guy friends you can bring? (laughs) I have six passes for you and five guys. She also brings her boyfriend to the show on the positive. All right. Um, He's up for a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) In clip seven, her and her boyfriend and their friends finally make it to the concert and Kiss performs Beth. But something very exciting happens during the show to Lola. Someone murders Peter Chris (laughs) halfway through the song. (laughs) Anyway, so Paul Stanley seems to be looking at my direction. And my boyfriend, who is very lovely, decides this is a great moment to get extremely jealous. Oh. And he's like, Mm. Paul Stanley was singing that song to you the entire time. And I'm like, really? That's so cool. (laughs) I'm flattered. And he's very, very upset. So your boyfriend wasn't upset that your vag was on some dude's neck, but your boyfriend was upset that Paul Stanley was singing the song Beth to you. Let's think about that for just one second, though, because Paul Stanley never sung the song Beth. Correct. Ever. He doesn't sing that song. Never. He has never sang that song. Peter Chris would fucking lose his shit if Paul Stanley sang that song. Paul Stanley Paul Stanley sang that song, it'd be proof he's gay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was only ever Peter Chris. I think Eric Singer saying it a couple of times. Sure. But the better part about this story that I discovered later on in the episode, she mentions what year she went to this concert. So, of course, I looked it up and it turns out that it was a, the Alive 35 tour. Um, and, you know, because it's Kiss, they put out all their set lists. They did not play the song back. <laughs> so this entire okay. story is bullshit. Makes no sense. It's right. complete, yeah, completely insane. So in clip eight, after the show, they go backstage, because of course they do, and Paul Stanley goes to talk to Lola. And basically, he says, yeah, I saw you on that bodybuilder's shoulders while I was singing Beth, so I sang the whole thing to you. And my boyfriend's like, see? 
I knew it. Oh, no. <laughs> and gets very mad. They get into a huge, huge, huge fight. Wait, really? Oh, my God, a huge fight, nope. which is very uncharacteristic, <laughs> I will say. This ex-boyfriend is still one of my best friends and dear to me. I am so upset that she thinks that he sings that I, song. I'm pretty sure she's thinking of the wrong song. Yeah. She's what other different. ballads do they do that are as stupid as bad? Something Nothing. that Paul Stanley sings Yeah, something that Paul sings. Bad. It's got to be. God gave rock and roll to you? What is he saying yeah, over there? Yeah. What's that disco one they do? I, I was, was made, made for, for loving you. Loving you. <laughs> Maybe that's what she's thinking of. Um, There's no way Gene Simmons is singing I was made for loving you, right? That's got to be a Paul Stanley song. Um... I don't know where. So I you am. think this whole thing is made up? This I think whole the whole story? thing is made yeah. up. I and I wish one of the hosts would be like, "Well, this doesn't make any fucking sense." Yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? I don't understand how it. It's Her dad was in bad company. She doesn't know that Paul Stanley doesn't sing Beth. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? It's wrong. Disappointing. It, it's such a good format, and she failed so miserably. Everybody is failing at this. So I can um, relate. We. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, I missed you so much. Uh, <laughs> Andy had 11% of the vote last time. <laughs> um, all right. In clip nine, we are going to find out what happened to Lola and her boyfriend now that the song Beth is ruined forever. Okay. So what happened with your relationship after that? Oh, we stayed together for years. and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just never listened to Kiss again. Well, I mean, it sounds like you probably weren't going to anyway. Pretty good formula for keeping a relationship together, I would say. Happy, healthy relationship. Never listen to kiss again. Sounds like they never did before either. <laughs> well, yeah, good point. <laughs> they don't know anything about it. Um, so we've been getting to hear a lot from Lola, but the hosts, Courtney and Melissa, don't want to be outdone on their own podcast. Sure. So um, they have to explain that they also have a totally irrational reason to hate kiss in clip 10. Beautiful. Well, you know who ruined Kiss for me? Who? Was Gene Simmons himself. Same. Gene Simmons ruined Kiss for me, too. Okay. Um, so they're basically all just bragging about who they know the entire episode, talking nothing about the song. No good reason to stop liking it. Are they mad about spitting blood? I have... Well... <laughs> Are they mad about flying over the crowd? On, what specifically did Gene do to these women? On the plus side, in clip 11, we're going to get to find out that one of the hosts is pissed because Gene Simmons actually made her lose a $20 bet. Okay. <laughs> Roll the clip. <laughs> of, the stories, of the stories I've heard about Gene Simmons, this rate's pretty low. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gene Simmons is going to hit on you. He, he does it to everybody. I've seen him do this a million times. And I was like, I bet he won't. I bet that I can keep it professional enough that he won't do it. Oh, Courtney. And naive. He held it together until the interview was over and we were in the green room talking about it. And he was telling me his thoughts. And then he just had to say something about my boobs. And I was like, dude. Dude, thank you. <laughs> I, I love it when you guys talk about my boobs. Well, yeah. I, it's wonderful. It's a well, lovely Could compliment. you imagine if Gene Simmons was here talking about your boots? I would be ecstatic. I know. It'd be amazing. That's a story for the rest of your life right there. It would be wonderful. Humble brag. Oh, yeah, right. I lost a $20 bet that Gene Simmons wouldn't think I was fuckable. Like, <laughs> I know. Cool. Seriously. Yeah. Good point. So in clip 12, we're going to find out what her actual response was. By the way, Gene Simmons is famous for fucking anyone. <laughs> right. Like... I forget what the quote is. I, oh, actually, I think I remember what it is. Someone was asking him, like, he's he had, like, this chick with him this one night on the tour. It was, like, a nine. 
And then the next night, this pig that he fucked. Yeah. And they're like, Gene, why would you fuck that girl? He's like, you can't have steak every day. Something like that. You have to have fast food. Yeah. Like, Gene doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> pussy is pussy is his motto. So. And Stuttering John misquotes him. <laughs> can't have pizza every night. <laughs> You just made me lose $20, so you're going to have to give me $20 for that comment. <laughs> she wants oh, Gene to pay Did her. he? No. Of course what? not. No, he's, he's also Jewish. cheap. Notoriously cheap. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's so fucking Simmons Jewish. He didn't get rich by writing checks. Yeah. We all know that. All right. Clip 13. How is she ever going to financially recover from the loss of this $20? Jesus. Enough about this fucking $20. Really? Let's start a GoFundMe right now to get Courtney her $20 from Gene Simmons. Okay, yes. GoFund Courtney's $20 bet loss. Adjusted for inflation, obviously. Hilarious. Yeah, so this podcast sucks. Weaponize those titties. That'll make you $20. I will say, Lucy, that podcast did suck. Yeah. You are correct about that. Good job. Songs My Ex Ruined was not a fun time. For listening. I, Good uh, summation. I appreciate the format and very poorly executed. Andy, what did you bring for us today, buddy? This week, I brought a show called Josh Jones. Now, Josh Jones is one of these people that it's the fad of the day to be reacting to music videos. Mm, yes. Every, everybody wants Everyone's to. Doing the it's the all kids right react now. or yep. pregnant moms react to ACDC, you know? So a lot of reviewers that do videos like that are talking about the new Tom McDonald song okay. called Facts. Okay. Is anybody aware of this song? I am not. I'm learning so much about music. Terrific. Yeah, I know. You shouldn't be aware of it. Okay. <laughs> There's one good reason tons of people are talking about this song. Okay. And the worst reaction videos... Yeah, I, I watched a lot of reaction videos to find the worst one. Okay. And that's Josh Jones. Now, I don't know much about Josh except that he saw other people doing this style of format and said, that's the easiest way to make a YouTube video. Sure. Is to watch somebody else do something and I'll put in my thoughts. I don't know if it's the algorithm, but I see these all the time on YouTube. But it's always black guys listening to Zeppelin or something yeah. like that. Like, right. What are these honkies be up to? Whoa. Hey, well, it's very interesting that you would say that, Carl. Okay. Yeah. Because we have Josh Jones and then we have this other guy in the video who I assume is his uncle because it's, it's an older black guy. And this is in the zeitgeist now that uh, black kids don't have dads. They're just not. They're you just don't say. Not present in when their lives. When did this lives. start? <laughs> now, I, I'm, that's coming from uh Black Instagram. It's like every joke is like one guy. I wish I could remember his name. He's just like, whenever somebody says something to me and I don't understand the word, I just start looking it up. So this guy said I had to take my dad to the phlebotomist. So I was just like, oh, let me look this up. Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> All right. So that's why that's why I, I say like that. I like okay. It. But in clip one here, Josh is going to kick off the stream and establish the topic of the day. What's up with the game? It's up. Oh wait, Josh. Back with another video, man. Today we got your boy, uh, my boy, Tom McDonald, man. Now Tom McDonald, he spits so fast that he's hard to catch. Yes, I am, I'm excited for this one. He raps on a different, on a different frequency. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> this one called Facts. 
What? Does he have an ice pop? Yeah, is that an icy pop? Is yeah. that what he's yeah. snacking on during right. the show? So I'm call- Mike, too. Yeah, I'm calling this guy Unk. Uncle, okay. This is his uncle, right? Okay. So Unk has decided that he's going to eat a grape freezy pop with all the crinkling and cracking that comes along with that. So that's a pro move right off the bat. I'm going to have some root beer barrels. Hold on. Yeah. Twist those open. Yeah. I'm going to eat some Pop Rocks while I'm talking about facts. It's like Tyson eating mushrooms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, you might have heard Josh mention another name in there, but Josh remembers Tom McDonald previously collaborated with this other artist, mm-hmm. and here he's he's going to bring that up. That boy, that boy Tom is him, boy. Because I don't feel like getting a headache trying to follow him. That boy is one of them, boy. He's white chocolate, like, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tom, and they got, what's that dude? You need some lotion. Boy. <laughs> Your hands sound like you striking a fire. Yes. Just a dry. You trying to be cute? Yeah. <laughs> you trying to be cute? We had did Tom and Adam right. We hygienic, huh? It was it was Tom and Adam last time, right? No, yeah, it was Adam who? I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know. You brought an ASMR podcast. You once again <laughs> fucked up the assignment. <laughs> yes, that's why I brought this for just for the ASMR. But he was right about that because Tom McDonald had another project where he worked with this other rapper named Adam Calhoun. Mm-hmm. And you know, White Boys is a good song. Go, I, I don't like a lot of Tom McDonald music, but Tom McDonald and Adam Calhoun, White Boys, check it out. Better than Beth. Better than Beth. But he, so he was, he lost complete confidence. He's just like, oh, he, this is the guy that rapped with Adam. Uh, Adam who? I, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's what he said. But we're going to get into the track here. And when vocalists are in the studio, they almost always double track their vocal line, right? So true? they could, well, it's a, a way to be, well, how would you know? You're in the isotopes. But <laughs> when people record lyrics, a lot of time they'll just, they'll double track it to, for stereo mm-hmm. or just to like increase the, the, the richness of the okay. audio. So Unk is going to start talking about how that's present on this track and it's going to completely go over Josh's head. The engineer, the mixers, the work that they did in the studio, and this is obvious off the rip. He has a double overlay. Do you hear that? It's like, Dang, how do you be knowing this stuff? Like <laughs> a double overlay. I'm just saying, you hear it. You okay? You hear two? Okay. Huh, let me go back. See it's, if I it's, hear. it's like hear. he's 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 doing two tracks. They call me can you? Can you? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, like it's like you've been there before. You're doing a show about music. The guy says something <laughs> intelligent. You should be like, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. All right. He's gonna be like, what? I don't know anything about any of this. <laughs> well, that's funny you mentioned that because you heard him at the end go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you, I get what you <laughs> yeah, mean. Right, yeah, yeah. Clip four. Should have got there sooner. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. He recorded this more than once. Not the synthesizer. And and he rapped it more than once is what I'm saying. And so so they you take both of the of the counters, you take both of the lyrics and you run mm-hmm. them at the same time. So it sounds it almost sounds like it's a slight echo. Mm-hmm. You catch that? Yeah. That's studio no, work. You don't. That's somebody that's somebody grinding in the studio as they put his stuff down. He so said, so I, I dig that. He said, "You see, read that hoodie. I don't. I don't care. care if I offend you. I like that. Hangover gang. 
<laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See what his shirt says? No, you don't understand what I, I'm saying. I actually, I, I could be wrong about this. I've never recorded uh, rap or anything like that. But it's probably like a slapback or a reverb. You wouldn't have someone record the track twice if you wanted yeah. to get that effect to it. Anyway, uh, what do I know? <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm an you're you're going to realize that these guys don't know a lot about okay, what they're talking yeah, about. I don't think her. they do. Including gender politics. Because in clip five, Tom McDonald can be relied on to rap about certain things without fail. The Second Amendment rights, mm-hmm. uh, often. Uh, white pride, often. Okay. Okay. So... Tom brings up gender identity, and Josh is going to have a hot take on that subject as well. You be seeing that stuff when they be like, Dennis. I, I identify as a yes. That's what he's speaking as on. The they slash the. I'd be like pronouns bro, on, and bro. non-pronouns, binary and all that other stuff. <laughs> that, that's what he's speaking on. Adverbs. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> right. So Tom McDonald said, "Go woke, go broke. Yeah. No hope. It's pathetic. Yeah. And Josh's take was, "Come on, bro." <laughs> and Unc goes mental, but I think it's just from brain freeze from the ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have no idea what's going on. Okay, so in clip six, you'll hear in the chorus of the song that Tom raps, What Would Ben Do? Okay. And Ben Shapiro's face pops up on a bunch of TVs that are behind him, and, and gotcha. that leads Unc to have to explain to Josh exactly who Ben Shapiro is, and it's obviously... You know, something that Josh is not familiar with. I'm surprised Unk is. Let's see. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay. You know who Ben Shapiro is? <laughs> no. Who is he? Now, this is the one time that, that I kind of wish that you oh. would have researched it. Ben Shapiro... Um, is rightly labeled as controversial. I don't agree with everything he says, but I do like him. He Is speaks he facts. Ben Shapiro? Yeah. No. Oh. It's so funny. He goes, <laughs> he is rightly described as... <laughs> yeah. I was like, he could have just said he's right. Yeah. Yeah. We would have been all on the same page. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Just saying he's controversial doesn't tell me anything about <laughs> no. Ben Shapiro. Right. But Josh is learning a lot. Okay. Yeah. Ben is controversial. Subjective. He goes, this is the one time I wish you would have done some research. Yeah. The one time? Just <laughs> put the lyrics out. Yeah. Study them ahead of time. I don't know. That's disagreeable but likable. Fair enough. Okay. Not a rapper. Historically accurate. Well, he did do WAP. Oh, he did? Ben Shapiro did redid WAP. Remember that when that song came out? No. No. It's, uh, it was comical. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but Josh is going to try his best to wrap his brain around what a Ben Shapiro type of person would be, mm-hmm. and he's going to put it in terms that he can understand in clip seven. Basically, he's a he's a. I'm not even just going to box him in as a political political commentator, but he goes around and he do, he has he has a lot of speaking engagement. He is a political commentator. <laughs> that's what he is. I don't want to just say that's all he does. It is. I'm going to go he as far as to say yes. <laughs> he does a lot of speaking engagements. He's sharp. 
You know what he talks about when he does speaking engagements? Politics! <laughs> uh, as a two-edged sword, he spits a lot of facts. He, he has lots of different debates with folks. Ben Shapiro, you should check out some of the stuff that he does. But, but... Um, mm, this this gonna be rough. Is he like that that lady Candace? <laughs> he, okay, like Candace Owens. Yeah, he sort of he sort of like a Candace Owens. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you can you, you can put him in that category. This is so weird. This conversation. I was not expecting this at all. He's exactly like Candace Owens in every way that I can think of. Exactly the same. <laughs> a couple yeah. differences. And. and Josh doesn't know anybody's last name. Is he like uh, Adam or Candace? <laughs> yeah, right. Can you be a little more specific? Are, is this is Unc going to Prager U or something? How does he know all these fucking people? This is, I'm, I'm very surprised. This is his frame of reference on this. Unc, Unc's with it. Okay. Okay. Does now, Unc have a YouTube channel? Yeah, I want to follow Unc. <laughs> yeah. His hot takes. I don't know, I don't know about that. Now for the main course. Okay. Okay. I watched a lot of reaction videos to find Josh Jones. It was the worst of the worst reaction videos. But I watched all of those reaction videos because of this next clip. Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like Liz and my pockets are fat. Home, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to say, he not a rebel? <laughs> I'm so ashamed. I'm so ashamed. That was Ben Shapiro in the first place. I didn't, I didn't even... I didn't. You thought he was just wow. like, he put him in the title? Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, so this is why this song is popular. Everyone's responding to it because Ben Shapiro raps. Correct. See, I think he got that from when he did WAP. Everyone talked about it. He's just like, all right, I guess I rap now to get attention. Yeah. So Ung's mind is blown, rightfully so. Because like, he is just like a rapping granny. Yes. You know right? what I mean? Just yeah. like, wow, it's weird because you yeah. don't always see people like Jewish people doing this. Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> Well, you assume, I assume that Ben Shapiro is not a rapper, yet here we are. Yep. I feel like he was so excited about that that he dropped his icy. <laughs> he threw his headphones off and dropped his popsicle. Like, I knew I loved this guy. <laughs> this guy's amazing. Yeah. But in clip nine, Ben has a really good line off the top, and that sparks a great reaction from Josh, of course. Transformative content, to say the, the least. Stats. I've got the facts. My money like Liz, so my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a whap. Dog, it's a yarmulke. Homie, no did he say his pockets like Lizzo? Yes. No, he said his money like Lizzo. Now, I watched Jordan Peterson <laughs> react to this video for 50 minutes. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, politics and the Bible and psychology, uh -huh. all breaking down this video. And uh, I'm Josh, you, I'm glad you picked this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> but, uh, Josh is just like, ha, ha. okay. <laughs> that was his yeah. reaction. I like it. Yeah, it's a good line. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It is funny. I like it. Here comes another good one. Clip ten. We've established that Josh's idea of reacting in a reaction video is, uh, you know, just repeating what he just saw, and this is going to be another example of that. That rascal said it's a yamaka. My charms, no you're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison, I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section all woke Karen's. And I make racks off compound interest, y'all live. Did he say his comments are woke Karen's? <laughs> Yes. Is this all they do is say, did he say, crazy. He gets paid like $15,000 to appear 
just to speak. What? <laughs> Where did they come with that number from? Is that possibly true? Probably it's way probably, more than that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say probably thousand. That seems really low. Yeah, it seems really low for Ben Shapiro, but okay. No, per well, word. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but I like that he just throws that out. Yeah. And a song about facts. He's just like, <laughs> I know some facts too. <laughs> I know that. Ben Shapiro makes $15,000 for his speaking engagement, and yeah. what Karens are crazy. <laughs> All right, clip 11, this is, I called this expert analysis. This whole video Finally. begs the question, did you guys think Ben Shapiro did a good job on this? Wow. I can't even hear this right now because I'm just so blown away with the fact that, that Ben is on point. Tom McDonald, I'm expecting that from him. He's already dope. Yeah. Ben, <clears throat> nope. But for this, absolutely yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're not right about that. But everybody across the board, all these reaction videos to this, everybody declaring victory for Ben Shapiro. I I was not impressed. Okay. I, I think Tom McDonald has two ideas. This is one of them. And he just. So you think Rush Limbaugh's a better rapper then? Is that what you're trying to say? It, it could have easily just have been Rush Limbaugh. I would like to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. AI. So create Rush AI Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> but I mean. DJ what, Rush! Yeah. It, it, but seriously, it's just the same Tom McDonald song again, except Ben Shapiro's on it. I'm sure his next song is going to have Dwayne Johnson on it. It's, right. it's the equivalent of that. So not impressed. But this, I, like, I like Dwayne Johnson. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this video is getting clips because Ben Shapiro's in it, yeah. not because Tom McDonald's killing it. All right, fair enough. But the song ends. Now it's time to dive in and deconstruct the production, deconstruct ah, the flow, yes, yes. agree and disagree with the lyrics. There's a lot to talk about. Some might say there's too much to talk about. Wow. <laughs> Here we go. He killed it. Anytime now. He killed it. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. All right. I just want to wrap this up. End strong. We're going to let Josh, you know, be Josh right in clip, at the end in clip 13. Shapiro has, has he he has said he has said some things that a lot of folk have found offensive. I too, but there's also a whole lot of truth that he spits that you know you got to say. Okay, yeah, that you know facts. So is he Democratic you know, or Republican? It's it's Democratic or Republican. Oh my god! But okay, but I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to Democratic. You go, matter of fact, Republican. matter of fact, go ahead and edit and, and edit it out. No, to be honest, I don't. To be honest, trust me, you know I don't care. <laughs> Obviously, you don't care. You both got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is incredible. Josh right. Jones, everybody. Good one, Andy. Yeah, Andy, you found a good one this yeah. week. I'm actually surprised. I wasn't expecting that. All right. So we will have the poll up on our Patreon. Go to our patreon.com slash who are these podcasts. And you will find the poll that asks you who brought in the worst music commentary podcast. Was it Carl with your favorite band Sucks? Was it Lucy Tightbox with 
My ex songs, my ex ruined. Song. Songs, my ex ruined is All the right. name of the podcast. I thought I thought that'd be the one thing you would know without your notes. Nope. <laughs> or was it Andy with Josh Jones? Josh Jones and responding to facts. featuring Unk. <laughs> featuring Unk. All right. So now it is time for our cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. So this is kind of interesting. Howie Mandel does stuff is a podcast, and he recently had on a couple of guests on his show. Do you guys know who Ginger Billy is? Mm-mm. I wasn't familiar with Ginger Billy either, but uh, I guess he's kind of a celebrity. But he also had Dana White on the show. Dana White, of course, the president of UFC, the founder of UFC, if I'm not mistaken. And so uh, Dana White comes on the show. I love her. And this is how it goes. This is how it goes down. Howie's podcast. Welcome to Howie Mandel does stuff. I'm Howie Mandel. I'm Jacqueline Schultz, his daughter. Today's a twofer, Jackie. Today we get, uh, we knew that Ginger Billy was coming in, but we didn't know because I requested, if you watched the live last week, I told you I, uh, I was wishing. And sometimes when you wish upon a star, the star shows up. Dana White, you are an amazing guy. You are, I can't thank you enough for being here. Uh, you and Ginger seem to be getting along. Um, you are not only an amazing businessman, you are an inspiration, you are a philosopher. The way you do business, the way you uh, conduct your business and your friendships and media is, uh, I'm, I'm jealous. And But Dana, I can't thank you enough for being here. Thank you. For all the kind words, I appreciate it. I, I am so fucking tired of doing podcasts. It's I, I, I'm literally done with them. I'm not doing any more podcasts. <laughs> he takes his headphones off, gets up, and walks out of the studio. We have a, an it's illustrious like, guest from uh, the middle of the co- no, the other side of the country, South Carolina. Yes, All right, it's so like me... Eric, the Eric Andre show. Yeah, so people are trying to speculate: was this staged or not? They don't know. This happened yesterday, and neither Howie or Dana has commented on this. No, no one's posted anything like, about it. Please don't tell me this is another fucking Donald Glover prank. <laughs> Maybe it is. No, I think I think Dana's too important for that, but uh, I could be wrong. Well, he's got the full send nelk jerk offs bothering him every two seconds. That's I'd be true. Sick of podcasting too. Yes, he's got to get the whole fallout by memory, memory, and all that shit. But Dana's also been very confrontational with the media lately. Uh, there's a press conference he did just a few weeks ago after one of the UFC events, where a reporter asked him, you know, what kind of leash do you have on the fighters? What they're allowed to say? They say controversial things. He's like, I think I'm going to tell my fighters what the fuck to say or think. It's free speech. What are you talking about? So he's been very annoyed with the media lately. And so he kind of has said he's done with the media, but he did go on Pat McAfee's show recently. Now, everyone loves Pat McAfee. He's killing it over on ESPN. And uh, he goes on the show and wants to lay into the media and watch what happens. This is a clip that I found on uh, X. But he's allowed to say what he wants. Your, Your relationship, though, with the media and the way you guys have handled everything. So just like, this is how we're doing it. Do not care. Keep it moving. Feels like you and the media are a better relationship now. I don't. I wouldn't say that. Huh? Yeah. I wouldn't right? say that. Come together. Uncle Dana. No, no, no. It's, listen, you know what? If you notice, I really haven't been doing any media. I do podcasts, man. I'll do podcasts. I'll come hang not with anymore. you. You know, lots of this is lots of people. Oh, sorry. Lots of people want to talk to you because you're not the media. Um, you know, you're not coming on. 
podcasts and people that you want to have open discussions with. There's not any gotcha moments. There's no, there's no um, agendas. You know, there, there, there's no uh, clickbait and and, uh, and all the all the bullshit that goes on with the media. The media, yeah. the media right now. The- you got this, buddy. You got it. During an asthma that attack, is how it aired on ESPN. Like- he was about oh. to lay into the media. And then <laughs> commercial break <laughs> cut him off right then and there. He was about to lay into the mainstream media. And he's got like, nope. And when they come back, he's like, the media is great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you were saying who uh, controls the media, Dana? Go, go on. Isn't that crazy? So I don't know what's going on with Dana White right now, but it's interesting to, to say the least. I, can't I don't know. wait to find out what. Yeah, I don't know if the Howie Mandel thing was staged or not. It certainly looked like it was staged, but here's my take on it. It almost looked too much like it was staged. Like, if they were trying to do something to fake us, they wouldn't have done it that way, because everyone's reacting like, whoa, what's going on? Hey, so anyway. Well, yeah, but it is weird that he waited for his turn to speak to then be fed up and make a statement that he's fed up. If you were fed up, you would just be like, fuck, you just walk out in the middle of how he's... Well, he was kissing his ass, though. I guess, but... Yeah. Why... I'll wait till the end of <laughs> yeah, right, right. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. And then what I do. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that they cut to the shot of his empty seat. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, right. like, that's a thing that, again, that seems overly staged to yes, me. Which yeah. makes me think produced. that isn't staged. Maybe it's not. I know. The way that that is shot and directed seems like they were trying to stay... It must be staged. I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was cringeworthy, though. Speaking of cringeworthy and Pat McAfee, I don't know if you guys saw what happened with uh, Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura. No, what? Jesus. So they've been teasing this big announcement they have, and uh, lo and behold, they've launched their own vodka. Gross. Is it peanut butter vodka? No, that's funny. (laughs) That would be funny. So they launched their own vodka, so they decided to go on the Pat McAfee show. I think he was in Vegas for the Super Bowl. And so those guys go on set and they're hammered. And he's talking to CJ Stroud, who's like rookie of the year, the Texans quarterback. And so they just kind of interrupt. They just show up there and they're walking billboards. <laughs> they're they doing have, their uh, Frank and Dean impression. <laughs> they just come out. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're wearing the shirts. They're, they have the vodka in their hands, the hats, the, all the stuff. They're swagged out. And they're like, hey, what's up? And Pat McAfee's really cool about it and let it go. But there's a lot of backlash. People are just like, go fuck yourselves. You guys just think you fucking can just run around and sell your vodka to us? We don't care. <laughs> it, it was not a good luck for them. Not a good move. A lot of people have been covering that, so I thought maybe you guys had seen it. All right. I'll check it out. Let's talk about this. Today's Valentine's Day. I thought we should probably share something with my co-hosts. I appreciate you guys coming over on this holiday, doing the show with me. I wouldn't want you to think that we wouldn't be celebrating Valentine's Day since you are here on February 14th. And what better way to do that than with song? Here we are checking out music commentary podcasts. Getting other people's take on songs and music. So I thought maybe we'd do our own with a woman known as Christine Knowlton. Oh, oh, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Or happy VD Day. You hate us. But if you have a VD, you should probably go get that checked out. Now, I'm going to share with you a couple of my... Pretty good joke right off the bat, yeah, huh? never been told. Nope. First time so she was... came up with that herself. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good stuff. What I love about Christine Knowlton... <laughs> is the melody she comes up with for her songs. 
they're just, they're impressive. They're earworms. So watch out, everyone. My favorite Valentine's Day songs, Cupid That Flying Fat Ass Baby, Love Version and Hate Version, because where there's light, there's always dark. music is she good at <laughs> she has no rhythm she can't sing worth shit she the chords she picks are she's got two chords you can play yeah i think she's the only person that owns that instrument that's where she is that what it is yeah and, yeah yeah you think she that's made her credentials cornered, are. <laughs> she's cornered the market on electric ukulele <laughs> And now for the hate version. All right, it's fun. <laughs> you got a mean face on. Same chords. Even the flying fattest baby <laughs> screwed me over once again. He took out his pointy arrow. <laughs> Not me in the ass. Love never reached me. on right now <laughs> so she's making it up as she's going along she yeah. must be right she's from the lou reed school of sucking yeah. <laughs> i think this so, is for like people that are down on their situation on valentine's day and then you watch this and you're like that could be me so i guess it's not so I bad could be banging that yeah. is i think what the actual no, I think this is just to convince you to finish the job. It just <laughs> ended all. And instead, so watch out for the flying fat ass baby. Because you could wind up then. And now for a Valentine's Day poem. All right, so we've, we've heard no. two songs, both no. fantastic. No. Time for a Valentine's Day poem. Now, my question to you guys is, did she write this or did she find it somewhere? I feel like I've heard this before, but I could be wrong. Well, let's see if it's funny. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. Spoiler. <laughs> Money was short. Times were hard. Here's your fucking Valentine's Day card. Twas the day of Valentine's Day, and all through the house, everyone felt shitty, even the mouse. Mom at the whorehouse and Dad smoking grass. I had just settled down for a nice piece of ass. Out on the lawn, I heard such a clatter. I sprang from my piece to see what was the matter. Out on the lawn, I saw a big dick. I knew in a minute it was that Cupid named Nick. Well, he filled all our candy dishes with pretzels and beer and a big rubber dick for my brother, the queer. <laughs> all right. I'm uh, back one, in. One joke. 
joke. One joke's landed so far. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. All right. I think she wrote it. I'm going to say she wrote this one. She does seem proud. Now, yes, for sure. He rose up the chimney with a thunderous fart. That fat-ass flying baby blew the chimney apart. He swore and he cursed as he flew out of sight. Piss on you all and have one hell of a night. Happy Valentine's Day. It makes sense. All right. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Christine Knowlton, our favorite uh, musical comedian. I don't like poetry anymore, and if I could divorce you, I would. <laughs> yeah. Roses yeah. are red. Grasses are green. You're the most untalented slob that I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. It wasn't bad. And I just made that up. Where was the big dildo in it? That was yeah, the I know. Was I left missing. out the dildo. Did you guys hear that joke? Where are the super chats? Come on. I think that deserves some super chats. <laughs> All right. I want to talk about... Um, Yesterday on Misery Loves Company, Chad Zumach was on the show. It's time to mock Zumach. And I'm not going to mock Zumach today. I actually feel bad for him. Because it's Valentine's Day? No. (laughs) Because he was in Atlantic City. He was doing the comedy show. And I had multiple people tell me that they met him and... He is not in a good place right now. Oh, he was wasted. Like he's shaking. He can't even pick up his phone and show someone something on his phone. He's shaking so much. People have said that they were shaking his hand after the show and he just was, he couldn't control himself. His whole body was shaking. Yeah. So it sounds like things are going really bad for him. And uh, one of the people I talked to says, can I get him in the death pool? I don't think he has a year to live. Oh. And I, I'm say, I say that as I'm bummed about it. I hope that's not the case. And yesterday on MLC, my buddy John Marlowe sent this over to me. Um, this is seems like a cry for help. I could be wrong. So, yeah, you, by the way, go ahead and message me because I need help. What? Uh, like like a sponsor? I mean, <laughs> you need, like, is this a cry for yeah, help? Yeah, I, I need that... a 12-step therapy help. I so, really you, so you're on no sleep and all drink? 100%, dude. Wow. So you he haven't slept even... since last night with Stancil. I, I slept maybe a 30 minutes. Wait, 30. but we're talking about, you know, a good 10-hour span of, well, or maybe eight hours of having not drank. So did you come home and then drink more? No. I, you I, shouldn't I, be buzzed at. Oh, no. Like, I did oh, drank on a plane, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that I was, was at 6 a.m. I was in the middle of the I, 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 I yeah, but they don't care if you're on a plane. They don't care what time it is. They'll give no, you. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that was long enough ago. I wouldn't think you would be buzzed still. I took a drink all days when I got home. Okay, I've so been you drinking. Did continue. Since, yeah, continued. this is like okay. Yeah, we're turning down for what? Okay, I get it. Yeah. Well, at least when Kevin was broadcasting by himself, there was less talk over. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So Chad shows up wasted. He had flown back that day back to Tampa where he lives. And uh, I mean, I know John probably drank the most of anyone in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. It seems to be the case. He was bragging about 150 beers or something like that <laughs> oh that he drank. But it just seems like uh, Chad's on a bit of a uh, vodka bender here and uh, really going after it. Is it Tom Segura's vodka? It's not. I can guarantee you <laughs> Just that. Just check in. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that uh, Chad's a fan of Burt Kreischer. Yeah. As you know. <laughs> yes. So there's definitely no way he'll be drinking 
that vodka. Plus, it's not at the store where he steals vodka from. They don't have it there yet. <laughs> so that's also a problem. Um, okay, quick update on what's going on with SJ. <laughs> I want to point out how bad John looked on Tuesday. So Monday was a travel day. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's partying all weekend, nonstop. He was doing some late night streaming, so we got to see that. And Tuesday, he finally shows up on his show at 11 a.m. his time. And this is what a hangover looks like, <laughs> all caps. If If you saw... All caps hangover, and you needed a visual guide to go along with that. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> My throat is kind of shot from all the screaming at the casino. You know, when you're trying to talk over music, the Super Bowl. Look at the bags under his eyes and everything. Like he never looks this bad. Yeah. Rarely, I should say. The seven o'clock shadow. Oof. You just start. It's just you're screaming nonstop. Chug, chug, chug. At chug, people chug, about your chug, kids. Chug, chug, yeah, chug, right. chug, 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 chug. <laughs> Holy shit! Did you travel back home through the desert? Why are you so thirsty, sir? Ah. Uh. He does look like he just All got right. rescued off a desert island. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we begin? He looks He's dusty. so dehydrated. Dusty. <laughs> now, what's crazy to me is, you know, Rocco got that awesome video. I played on the creep off. I played on Drew and Mike yesterday. Everyone's been seeing it. Yeah. We do have a video coming up that plays a clip of it where Rocco got an awesome question in on John and a very stuttering John ask type of question trick John with it. And so John's big comeback is because Rocco hadn't shown his face before this, you know, he's Tukey, he's El Harible. We haven't seen Rocco before. So we finally revealed himself because he was uh, dressed up as Gino Bisconti (laughs) on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday at uh, Atlantic city. And so uh, John's going to explain how ugly Rocco is. He is ugly. And now it makes total sense why he's so angry. It makes total sense why he why he uses a puppet and you know they tell in (laughs) element in kindergarten all right here comes a joke now the other thing i want you to watch for is he has a new computer and his new computer has these built-in things if he makes certain hand gestures balloons come up and different (laughs) things happen so watch this he's gonna do something (laughs) where balloons are gonna come up over his face there he does they tell kids there were t- there are two things to be afraid of: a guy with a puppet and a guy with a white van. Thank you, Kate <laughs> Meany, for that joke. Kate Meany gave me that joke. I thought it was very funny. Did she? Because uh, you said it wrong. Yeah. You don't say the puppet one first if you're goofing on the guy who has a puppet. So that was wrong. But also, how weird was that? All of a sudden, balloons come up over his face. I love that. That's his broadcasting. That's my new favorite thing. I want him to do that all the time. Do you kids like balloons? (laughs) I love that Kate Meany gave him that joke. Ah, John, I've been writing some jokes. I'll give you a couple. Don't worry about it. (laughs) You don't have to give me credit if you don't want to. 
So yeah, John calling people ugly is the dumbest thing he does. That's and, it. We were uh, just talking about it before the show. That's yeah. his move now. Yep. Everybody is ugly. Any anybody that's against him, hideous. He had Hitman Dan's wife yeah. in their suite, <laughs> and they were goofing on my wife. I was like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" <laughs> people were comparing Hitman Dan's wife to the front cover of Black Sabbath's first album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I've seen this one before. Jeez. Yeah, the jokes were amazing. Check it out, Dan. What's an anonymous? Crushing these people. It's it's what the fuck? Dan's wife, John, and Vince the Loser's hairdo in the same room. Yeah, and somehow, yeah. your wife is needs oh. to be taking a task. Dude, Vince does not like this that John pulled his hat off. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you can repeatedly. Tell, you can tell finally because Vince doesn't give a fuck about anything. He just likes trolling. He loves trolling. For the first time, I heard him get defensive. He's just like, oh, you know, I got head hair. Yeah, it happens. Like. Oh, is that head hair? Is that what that is? Okay. That was the problem. Okay. All right. So this is uh, John's big comeback after he plays the video of Rocco goofing on him. Look at that fucking face. Look at that face. Holy fucking shit. All right. What else you got, John? First off, I just want to say that calling a guy ugly is gayer than mouth kissing a guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Don't tell the guy how ugly he is. Reading the appearance of men. Yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> it's the it's the expression of complete victory over you. That's what that Correct. look is. Yes. Yeah, I could see how that would appear to be ugly to John. <laughs> yeah. yes. It's Christmas morning like joy. <laughs> but let's hear. Maybe he's got some good jokes for him. I'm sure. Because if you're gonna make someone uh, make fun of someone's appearance, you should probably have like something witty to say. He's right? a professional comedian, Carl. That's correct. Is that not the face? That's one. Ugly fucking motherfucker. <laughs> Is that not the... I got nothing for this. That's an ugly guy. He's ugly. Guys, that I mentioned... Uh, the scale of guys I'd make out with. <laughs> Look at that guy. <laughs> fucking guy. Uh, <laughs> guy stuff. God. He's the worst. Single mother of five. Uh, then he goes to the chat. Yeah, oh, that's funny, too. I got nothing. The, the first chat here is... Did you meet any other millionaires on your Spirit Airlines flights? <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing people were pointing out. John complained about all of his flights getting to Atlantic City and back. You know, the first one was canceled, supposed to go out Thursday night. Then he ended up going Friday, and that was delayed. And he was just so annoyed. And then flying back, it was delayed. And he missed his connection in Atlanta. He's just complaining about all these flights. Funny how when he went to Jamaica... No complaints about any flights. No commentary about flights. Yeah, no was, tagging the airline. Yeah, it's weird. No, yeah. It's almost like he never went to Jamaica. Yeah, and he made all of that up. Did you meet any other millionaires on Spirit Airlines? I'm going to tell you about the flight. Hold on, Joseph Silva. You were going to beat up everyone, but you look like a real chicken. When Bob tried to jump the rail, no, I didn't. It's like a real chicken shit, is what I said, John. <laughs> All right. So I have to, um, I think I put in the description of this video. Feels like the Dabbleverse is really taking a turn right now. Because all of these guys are fake. This has never been more clear than in Atlantic City that everyone's fake. Like Kevin Brennan's now friends with Melton again, but then he says he's not. And then... John just needed apologies from people, and then that fixed everything. If he just said, sorry, I goofed on your kids. Chad Zumox hanging out with Gino Bisconti and Stuttering John. 
Stuttering John was hanging out with Kevin Brennan, and then John was on Kevin Brennan's show today. Oh. Like, all of this is fake. And these, these people who get really fired up about Kevin Brennan's enemies, like, yeah, let's go get that guy. Kevin doesn't give a fuck. It's all fake. He needs drama. He's manufactured drama. That's what his show is. So he pretends he doesn't like people. He pretends to go after them. None of it's real. Yeah, it's like they were on vacation from their jobs, right. and then they get back to it, and they're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Now I hate you again. So <laughs> Melton and Kevin Brennan are hanging out, and then Melton takes a photo of the two of them and tweets it out. And people are like, what the fuck? I thought you hated Melton. We hate Melton. What are you doing? You're hanging out. So then Kevin has to go on a show with damage control immediately and go, yeah, he snuck that picture. I wasn't I wasn't even hanging out with him. He just snuck it on me. I didn't know. And then I ran away because I don't like Melton. And then I'm watching Patrick Melton show, and he goes, we were sitting together for hours hanging out. What's he talking about? So it's just this manufactured outrage. But this is the best. This is the best thing to come out of the weekend. Because Patrick Melton tweeted this out from Nobody Likes Onions. He says, exclusive, in a quiet, sincere conversation with Stuttering John this weekend, John told a big fan of my show and MLC that the reason he can't let anything go about his children and why he makes a giant deal of everything is, if I stopped, it would kill my show. John doesn't care about his children at all. He knows what he's doing, and it's all for the money. And we knew that, but I love that he admitted it to somebody. I think that's very funny. Yeah. And, of course, Kevin's the same way. Kevin pretends that someone wanted to take a nap or someone stepping on a mandolin is the craziest thing that's ever happened, and we got to talk about it for a month straight because what else is he going to fucking talk about? He doesn't do any prep. There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> right. There's nothing going on. He doesn't go out. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't go out to dinner with his wife. Like, what's he going to talk about? He's got nothing going on. So, of course, he has to manufacture all of this drama. And uh, I have to point out, My Lost Interest has put together these videos. We've talked about them a lot recently. He does a great job putting together these compilations and things of other people's shows. And so this is the Tukey selfie video. And then John has a revelation here. This is a big announcement. From one stuttering John Melendez. So, um, so then Rocco Burrow, he decides that he's gonna get a you know selfie with me, but he he hits the video button. And he makes a joke about my kid, a lame joke that everyone's made a billion times. Talking about my trans kid. Has your son ever queefed in your face? <laughs> For anyone who missed it, John thought he was taking a selfie with Rocco. Yeah. And he didn't realize that he was actually video recording. And so when he came in for the selfie, Rocco dropped the, has your son ever queefed in your face? The reason why this is hilarious is not just because John's son has a vagina, but also because John's very famous for asking Ted Williams if he ever farted in a catcher's face. This was one of his lines, one of his famous lines that Fred or Jackie wrote for him that he still likes to talk about to this day. And so now John is going, oh, what a lame joke. Meanwhile, it's the greatest joke ever. <laughs> yeah, it's better it's than the fish most, sticks. It's the most perfect, <laughs> yes. It's better than the fish sticks joke. It's the most perfect thing he could have said right there. And I just got out of frame. And this is where it's so funny how the idiots on Dabbles Anonymous try and paint a false narrative. 
They try and say, oh, why didn't John punch him right there? They try and say that or they did? Was that typed by somebody? They tried to say that. <laughs> All right. So John's going to explain that he is, he is a tough guy, unless you think otherwise. Are you guys stupid? First of all, he's on video. Imagine I did anything on video. He will. Hold on a second. You're in a casino. <laughs> yeah. It's not just that phone that you have to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, cameras all everywhere. He, all he would have had to done was show that to security, and I would have been bumped, thrown out of there, just like Bob Lee did the night before. So why the fuck am I going to be that stupid and start throwing punches like Levy? Yeah, you got to remember that John doesn't act emotionally. He's very rational in his actions, as we all know. So, of course, he quickly calculated in his head, <laughs> I'm very upset, and I want to defend my son's honor, but I'm not going to do that right now. It's not the time or the place for that. I've got half a beer left. <laughs> At a casino where every foot of the wall is a camera. Every foot of the wall as is a soon camera. As he turned his camera. The walls have feet. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Every foot of the wall is a camera. <laughs> Fucking idiot. He was standing next to Fatty Patty, and I said, Come on, Rocco, let's go outside. Let's take this outside. Let's discuss this outside. Come on. Come on. So Rocco's 15, 18 years younger. Patrick Melton's much younger than John. Patrick Melton probably has. 250 pounds on John and John's going, and I'm ready to fight both of them. Okay, sure. And I went ballistic. True. Hmm. Sure. Ask Brennan. And I was yelling. I said, come on, you can bring Fatty Patty. Both of you, come on out. Let's go outside. That's a fact. Sorry, shit way. But that's the truth. Sorry, <laughs> Dabbles Anonymous. But that's the truth. Stuttering John, don't lie. And I'm not lying. All right, so you were going to fight these guys for having a joke at your yeah. expense, is what you're saying. Yes. And you're proud of that. I believe you threw a temper tantrum. Yeah, like I'm, sure, I'm sure you child. freaked out. Well, this is the same thing you did with Patrick Mountain, where you make a big commotion, and you make sure security shows up, yeah. and everyone's paying attention. Oh, I'm going to fight everyone. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. Oh, security's here. Wow. Oh, come. I guess yeah. I can't do it. Oh, jeez. If they weren't holding me back. <laughs> this pit boss wasn't standing <laughs> behind me. I know how things transpired. You could, and then, like, I remember, even when I was saying that, Fatty Patty kept calling me a violent drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Rocco about this. What he's saying is true. Yeah. He totally yeah. freaked out and started acting like a complete asshole, like he was going to fight everyone. It's laughable. John, It's you're laughable. <laughs> no one wants to fight you. You would get your ass kicked. I was You're watching decrepit old man. Rocco last night. He was saying he was having a cigarette outside. Yeah. Right next to Stuttering John and nothing went down. Exactly. John had plenty of chances yeah. if he really wanted to do something. They walked past each other multiple times throughout the weekend. But I already know it's bullshit because he's explaining it. Correct. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've studied this man. Meanwhile, he's a chain smoking fucking penguin. But it doesn't matter. But that's the facts. So all these idiots saying that somehow I back down are just that idiots. I was right. I mean, I'm just not stupid. Yes, you like are. Barbara. Barbara is just stupid. Is he? And I'm not. <laughs> You're gonna stop trying to throw a punch. 
over a banister five feet away and think you're going to land it, Bob? Well, okay. I, I don't want to get into this whole thing. It's already been talked about to death, the stupid Atlantic City thing. Kevin Brennan went over to Bob looking to antagonize him and get into a fight. And Kevin Brennan was standing behind that railing and up away from where Bob could get to him. So yeah. Bob's not the pussy in this situation. No. And Kevin Brennan immediately walked away when Bob was ready to throw. So I, I'm sorry. This whole idea is just like, wow, what an idiot Bob is. What was he supposed to do? This guy came over and called him a bitch. And so he threw his drink at him and started throwing punches. He was probably the least of the pussies. Of course. Yeah. It's the only way you can see that. Yeah. This freeze frame is fantastic, too. Yeah. He's, no just, he's just getting it out. <laughs> Stop it. Actually, that's the same face he had in One Too Many, that horrible fucking <laughs> stall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he used the 20s to wipe his butt. And the handicapped girl's slamming on the... It's the worst scene in, in a movie ever. We should do a five-hour review, review just of that. of that scene. Just break that scene down. That's it's so terrible. You know, shortly after you and I reviewed that movie, I think that I texted you. I was in the airport. Yeah. And I, like, all the stalls were taken. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go in the handicap stall. And a handicapped lady came and banged on, banged on my door. And I was like, is this my penance? Like, <laughs> no shit. Really? That's a real Christ. thing that happens? Yeah. I... Never mind, John. It was a great scene. <laughs> killed it. Is she banging in the door? I did not use 20s to wipe my ass or hundreds or whatever the fuck he was claiming. Was she upset that there wasn't a wheelchair next to you? I don't know. She well, who bangs pay. on fucking doors? What do you think? I'm just like, oh, I was sorry. I wasn't doing anything in there. I'm just hanging out. Everyone wants to get the fuck yeah. out of there. I don't hear any farts. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't even understand that. All right. Stop it. Fucking pathetic. You're embarrassing yourself. Oh, yeah. And all of us. <laughs> okay. Yes. On our behalf. I mean, he can't even spin things. He doesn't even know how to spin things. He just says shit. It's like, okay, yeah. sure. So that's the thing, you know. So now, but here's the here's the best part of the of that with Rocco, the coward. He tells Stevie Lou, because I went nuts, and I knew he had the he had the look of fear in his eyes. Oh boy, here we go. I could tell. Uh huh. I know. Trust me. I know when somebody's afraid. Just Dude, the only thing people are afraid of is that you might touch them. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to shake your hand. I saw him hugging Kevin Brennan. There's a video of that. Do you think Kevin wants to be hugged by this goblin? He doesn't want to be hugged by anyone, but no! especially this guy. Especially goblin. this fucking guy. I forgot who I was talking to. Someone was telling me that John reached out his hand to shake their hand. It's covered in scabs and shit. I was like, ah, I don't want to touch that. Nope. It's a gross, dirty man. <laughs> I know when somebody's afraid, just like Fatty Patty was. Everybody who watched that video could only come away with the knowledge that Fatty Patty was afraid. Why would you think that? He stood there stoically. He didn't move. What are you talking about? It's whoever throws the bigger spaz, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. He's, he's afraid of getting banned from the Borgata. He's not afraid of you. He's, no one's afraid of you, John. I promise you that. In fact, I was listening to um, Patrick Melton and uh, Rocco last night as well. And uh, they want to pay for Chad Zumok to box Patrick Melton <laughs> in Vegas. They're like, we'll fly out. We'll give you 500 bucks. All this stuff. Like, these no one's fighting, all right? This whole idea that everyone wants to fight each other. Roast battles. Do something that we would make more sense in this world. Mud wrestling. Mud wrestling. Dunk tank. Yes. He was. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. 
<laughs> considering the fact that I'm a Melendez. <laughs> what does he think that means? <laughs> so embarrassing. He gets winded walking up to the door that is three feet from his couch to grab the fucking takeout that Vince sent him. Yeah. That's what a Melendez does. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> when somebody walks into an apartment that's complete squalor, like that video that's all the Coors cans course. piled up, yeah. and the person that has to deal with that walks in and goes, it's a real Melendez. Yeah, right. That's, that's, a that's what that means. <laughs> yeah. So, so, El Horrible was afraid. I couldn't He's Puerto Rican, El Horrible. You're Puerto Rican, John. That's why I said the El Horrible. That's called stuttering. So, Rocco, now I hit it as soon as I get the flow going. We don't care. He tells Steve, look, I'm not going to post it. Because he knows if he would have posted it that night. Yeah, what would have happened? He would have. He would have jeopardized. He would have been afraid. <laughs> so he didn't post it. He waited until I was 3,000 miles away. This is fucking look the other way, John, who is just looking for apologies from grown men yeah. all weekend or just going up and hugging people and being their best friends immediately. Apologizing to my brother for the shit he said about my father over and over again. This guy oh, is... Really? Oh, yeah. This guy... He's such a liar. Well, yeah. Oh, if you see me in AC, I swear to God. What are you going to do, John? You're not going to do anything. You make a big stink so security shows up. You don't have to do anything. Literally. And then you start pointing at people <laughs> when security's there. He's like, I never talked to security. Yes, you did. It's on video. It's we all saw clear. it. <laughs> to post it. A barahawissa. A barahawissa. Hey, John, if you're so tough. Uh, we'll be in Largo, Florida, March 22nd. Uh, myself, we'll have, obviously, Rocco will be there. Also, if he gives a fuck so much, fly the 5,000 miles over on Spirit Airlines. I'm right? sure your flight will only be delayed a little bit, and then you can go beat the shit out of him. Well, actually, Rocco lives in Colorado, so that's oh, not even, way, even a shorter way closer. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if Spirit goes to that airport. But. Vegas. Well, I mean, <laughs> he could afford another discount airline. What is, what is he saying? Who knows? I've talked to my kids about this. They're like, Dad, you got to stop defending us. You have to stop worrying. Okay, this is the crazy part that I wanted to get to. I've talked to my kids about this. They said, Dad, you have to stop. So I don't know if any of this is true. John is a pathological liar. Yeah, he's making this up. So I can't imagine if the kids did talk to him about this, then he's reporting back to the kids what was said about them because they're not following the AC adventure. If they are, that's even worse because John was bragging about drinking 25 beers in one night. And that's embarrassing. He's almost 60 years old and he's partying like a frat boy. Who's, you know, last day of college last weekend with his, his frat bros. And so there's no way his children are watching this. His mom is. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> no way his children are watching this. So there's two things that could be happening here. One is that John's lying, that his children never said, Dad, stop defending us. We're good. That's what I'm thinking. This never happened. John's looking for an out. The other thing is that John's reporting back to his kids, and then he said this about you, and then he made a joke about you queefing. It's like, 
Jesus, I never would have known any of this. Dad. Yeah, it's, I know. Why do you keep bringing us up? I can imagine his children just being like, stop bringing us up to people. What are you doing? He's texting them at like quarter to three in the morning about what happened. And, oh, I stood up for you. Yeah, right, right, I was, right. I was, I was a big down. tough guy. You yep. would have been proud of me. Yep. And they're like, it's uh, three in the morning. Go to bed. Go to and bed. Stop drinking and gambling and embarrassing yourself in public. The only thing that I can imagine him, his kids saying stop to is stop podcasting. Yes. Like stop they are, texting they are not, they, yeah, they stop did texting say that. Me. He did. Stop. He said his youngest told him to stop podcasting. Yeah, that's, it's not stop defending us. Stop telling. Like, well, listen to him elaborate uh, on this. No. Don't let these guys try because they know that they can't get you angry by calling you any name in the book. But they know that you're a good father. Oh jeez. Okay, that's that's a lie. <laughs> no, you're not. That's that's you're a lie. Famously not. You're famously not. You stopped giving them child support. You made their mom work three or four jobs to make ends meet. You're not a good father. This is proven. We have the documentation for it. Yeah, you, There's no way your kids go. Now listen, Dad, you're a great father, and that's how they're going to get to you. You can't let that happen. Yeah, this didn't happen. This is a lie. You're hiding your finances so you don't have to give it to your kids. Correct. That's not what a good father does. No shit. And you know, and they know that you're going to defend our honor, but don't. From now on, Dad, let them say whatever they want. If they want to be Neanderthals, they want to make fun of the trans community, the gay community, let them. Don't worry, Dad. It's really just showing their lack of intelligence. And you're too smart for it, and we're too smart for it. Don't let them get under your skin anymore. Well, hold on a second. Didn't he just prove he's not too smart for that? <laughs> this has been going on forever now. How many years have we been talking about? John continues to play audio that was behind my paywall about me calling his kids losers. He plays it over and over and over again. If anyone's going to be offended by that, it's going to be hearing it from John. His kids are never going to hear my show on Patreon. They're not on my, I checked. They're not on my Patreon. They're not supporters of the show. <laughs> so John's a fucking liar. He's just like, so I talked to my kids. They said, John, or they said, Dad. <laughs> they probably call him John. Yeah. They call, Sir. They call Aaron Dad. They call him John John. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, Mr. Melendez. They go stunt show. <laughs> Listen to me for a second, buddy. Stuttering fuck face. Yeah, stop over fucking reacting to this. You're too smart for that. And John goes, Yeah, I am too smart for that. You're obviously not. <laughs> On our behalf. And you know what? My kids are smart. Suzanne and I raised them well. Okay, if your kids did say this and you're saying they're smart, then I must be smart because I've been telling you this for years to stop <laughs> yeah. reacting to this shit. Stop bringing your kids up. This is why this happens to you. And I'm not going to do it anymore. Okay. So I don't give a fuck. Fatty Patty, Gad, you want to trash my kids? Gad. Interesting. Dookie, go ahead. I don't give a fuck anymore. Say Dookie? Yeah. <laughs> Sick burn. Good. I don't care. All right, so there it is, everybody. John has now given us the green light to trash his kids. He's decided that this is his new route. And frankly, he shouldn't have said it. Just don't say it, because now you're inviting it. Right. By saying, like, I'm not going to react anymore. Do you guys trash my kids? Like, well, let's see if that's true or not. We're all going <laughs> to yeah. test it. Let's watch him not Let me react. Get my toe in this water. Yeah, right. So that was the dumbest thing he could have done was announcing that. Because now everyone's going to see how far they can go before he reacts to it. What he should have done, if 
any of this happened and it didn't. But if he actually had this conversation with his kids, he should have been like, all right, you know what? I've been a buffoon. I'm going to stop reacting because that's why this keeps escalating. That's why people keep talking about your kid or my kid. You guys, <laughs> yeah. before I forget what conversation I'm in, <laughs> he should have said to them right then and there, you're right. I'm done reacting to this. And once he stops reacting, people stop talking about it because they're not getting a reaction anymore. Instead, this guy being the dumbest asshole on the internet goes, all right, this does bother me a lot, but I'm going to stop reacting to it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, you're so fucking stupid. Anyway, let's see. Um, so did his son ever queef in his face or not? Yeah. <laughs> I never, never did answer that question. Damn it. So Rocco comes on his show last night as Gino Bisconti. Yeah. And it's fucking brilliant. I want to show you the beginning of this, and then we'll look at a couple other things. Gino was playing this on his show today. Oh, really? He was super yeah. chatting him. Uh, Gino loves this impression. It's fantastic. I was messaging with Gino about it as well. Uh, but this is, you know, obviously this is Tukey. It's El Harible. It's Rocco. But now his new character. Uh, oh, uh, what was this? the girl that he used to be? Um, Bedorable. Bedorable. Yeah. Yes. So he's and he was also uh, Cordiff as well, yeah, the yeah. motionless potato. He's got quite the resume. He's got a lot of things going on, and now he's got a new one. Now he's uh, a more likable Gino Biscotti. <laughs> <laughs> if this guy was co-hosting the cool show, cool Gino, I don't think people would be as upset about it. So we tell him, Garrett. I've been said, catch the ball, Nick. Oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> Daddy is home. Gino Viscante is here for a fabulous episode of Be Dabbling Live with El Harible. But I'm Gino Viscante. How are you? Daddy is here. Who is making all this noise? One of you shut your mic. Jesus, Garrett. I told you you got to shut your mic, Garrett. What are you doing? Oh, is OJ here? All right. So later on, uh, Gino, pseudo Gino, discusses the stuttering John stuff. But finally, finally, OJ, finally, a little honesty came out of John today when he said, I hope Rocco's kids turn out gay. I heard that. Like a curse? Like it's a curse? Right? What's so bad about your kid being gay, Johnny boy? What is so bad about that? You don't understand, John. We don't make fun of you because your kids are gay. We make fun of your kids being gay because it makes you crazy. Oh, but I don't care anymore. I don't care. You can say whatever you want. So say whatever you want about Greta, Lily, and Oscar. It's like night and day out there in the world, Johnny boy. <laughs> T T T W O O. <laughs> Let the memes fly. Johnny doesn't care anymore. So it's open season, right? It's open season. This is the new football season. Goofing on your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Because he doesn't care. That's not more fun. He doesn't care. And if you tell daddy that you don't care, then daddy's going to keep doing it. 
So wait, is there is there a fantasy league for goofing on John's yeah. kids? Yeah, this is the AFC East of goofing <laughs> yeah. on John's kids right. and uh, uh, Rocco's in the. Uh, I am actually drafting. I'm drafting Rocco <laughs> yeah. for my fantasy team for goofing on John's kids. So John actually said, "I hope that your kids turn out to be gay." It's like. Do you not hear yourself, Sean? Do you understand what's going on here? Yeah. People, and I am I think I agree with this. John's genuinely upset that he has a trans son and a gay daughter. So It if, seems that way. If I, that dialogue did happen between the kids, that's why they're saying, please don't defend us. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. You don't know how to or do Or why it. you're doing yeah. it. You're Correct. So right. I hope you're burdened with the misery of having a trans kid. Yeah. I know. That's what he's saying Just right wait there. until you have fucked up kids. <laughs> that's what he's saying. And the crazy thing that, the craziest thing that happened this weekend was as John is live streaming on one of the nights and he's wasted, he's been drinking all day, all of a sudden he brings up this chat from his mom. On So she's watching on Facebook. This isn't a super chat. There's no reason to bring this up except for he sees, oh, my mom's messaging me. I'll bring this up on the screen. I'm sure it'll be good. And his mom says, going to kill you, please stop. His mom is concerned. First time I've seen this. Seems like an enabler. Speaking of enablers, seems like his mom's the enabler. But first time she goes, you got to stop this. You're killing yourself. And Jack goes, what, what are you talking about? Not, oh, you mean the drinking? I don't, I don't drink that Special much. occasion. I don't drink that much, mom. You drink every day on the internet. Yeah. How do you not know that? It's hard to refute. <laughs> you fucking idiot. It's been documented. He's it's so, well documented. He's so stupid. In fact, yeah. you're having beer delivered to your house during your show. And yelling if it doesn't get delivered. Yes. Yeah. Or if it's not the kind you like. <laughs> and then he's hung over. So now he's doing morning shows again, probably because he doesn't want his mom seeing him drink. Yeah. And now we get to see how hung over he is when he goes on at 11 a.m. And not only that, but he's taken all of his prescription pills. And I'm sure you guys have seen this video. One second, hold on. Let me just take some of my Klonopin. Got a... Like Ethan Ralph. Hold on. How about some Torbostatin? Uh-huh. Okay. Is this like his cool guy move or something? Yeah. Cool box to me. Barely has a coordination to put a pill in his mouth. And then right there. <laughs> right there. He pulls the screen down. And I just have to point out, what is that on his coffee table? Is that mucus? Is he drooling onto his coffee table? Uh, that's a like Coke that. booger. I'm well, saving I, it for I later. Like <laughs> I hope I want, it's mucus. Yeah, I want to say that it is. But, you know, <laughs> it's like. Also. <laughs> you put something hot on a table, that happens. That. That coffee table is not like like it's no. in good shape. That's, <laughs> that's a fucking cheap college <laughs> dorm room yes. coffee that's, table. You saw that on the side of the Used. road, and you were like, "Oh, yoink!" Used, yeah. 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 So look at this. Oh, oh my god! Everything's just I'm falling out of his him. face. Dried up jizz. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have you know that's jizz. That was a fresh batch. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Oh. I don't like the taste of water. He has said that. <sighs> what a show, okay, John. What thanks. a show. Good job, buddy. So, uh... <laughs> <clears throat> You're killing it. Oh. He's not long for this world. All right. 
I'm going to ask right now, and I don't say this because I think it's fun or funny. We just need to get to the bottom of it. Who dies first, Chad or John? Now, keep in mind, John's got 10 years on Chad. Mm-hmm. And they're both not living well. Lucy Tightbox, who do you got in the death pool? Chad. You got Chad? What do you think, I don't uh, like the death Andy? Pool. I know. John, John, John. All right. John. <laughs> Producer Chris. I'm going Chad, but because he gets murdered. <laughs> All right. Chad what a twist. With a caveat. What a twist. That's like, not only do you have to pick who's going to cover the spread, but the final score, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was impressive. That, double, that works out. Double or nothing, if that's <laughs> That's impressive. I, I don't think either of them make it out of 2024 at this pace. <laughs> at this pace. This is not good for either of them. They're not doing it right. They're not doing it well. All right, one more pathetic thing with John. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. It's not fun or funny. <laughs> I told you this is going to be a short segment. But John needs friends so badly. When he was hanging out in his suite, and this, again, we, I don't think we talked about it on this show, but it's been so well documented, I don't feel like I need to. Basically, what happened was John and Vince and then Hitman Dan and Hitman Dan's wife are all up in the suite that Vince paid for. And it's pretty evident that there's blow and, and they're doing drugs and they're hanging out and they're all having so much fun and laughing. And this is the most pathetic thing. This is a 58-year-old man <laughs> talking to a guy who financed his entire trip to Atlantic City because he trolls him. He brought him to Atlantic City because he wanted the content. Vince, the lawyer, trolls John on a daily basis, sends shit to his house, fucks with them when he's on the show he fucks with them and this is what john asks yeah but he then he always trolls and, and then we make up it's the same story uh but wouldn't you say vincent of all the guys in the dalverse i'm like your closest friend in the dalverse no <laughs> who is hell no well it, bob is oh okay waiver thanks for the dollar could you imagine asking someone wouldn't you say i'm your closest friend and clearly he's done this before. He was unfazed. But also, this guy fucks with you every day. He realized it earlier this day. He knew that he was fucking with him. Then he made up with him that afternoon. He's just like, we're best friends, right? He's like, no, I'm not best friends with you at all. I troll everyone. But John needs that. He needs to have a friend in this world. And the free shit. He needs a friend. No, the, the free shit for sure. But I think the friendship he needs even more than that. It's something that I've, we've talked about with uh, with Rocco a bunch of times who recognize like a lot of these guys like Chad and John. They're just like lonely dudes. Kevin Brennan. They're just lonely guys who just need friends. Yeah. It's so sad. I do want to see what would happen, though, if Vince just kind of turned off the revenue stream of like just slowly, just gradually dial it down to nothing. Yeah. And see where that leaves you with stuttering John Melendez. Yeah, well, he'll start begging for money from Broccoli and uh, oh, Leo Gone and yeah. his other buddies. All the other, all have all of his other best friends. It's so funny, it's so telling that Kevin Brennan's the same way. Kevin Brennan and John are very similar people, where you can tell how much money someone gives them by how much they like that person. Oh, that's a great guy. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah, no, I I like that guy a lot. Oh yeah, did he give you a lot of super chats? Did he buy you a drink at the Borgata? <laughs> Did he pay for it? Oh, what a great guy. Wow. He must be amazing. Yeah. What a cool hang that person is. <laughs> All right. We got a uh, song parody in from Ed the Editor. Nice. Hey. And I got to be honest. I sent him a note. I asked him what song this is based on. I don't know the original, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. But uh, you guys might. I know. 
cut a cheese throat An explosion Feeling earthquake Patrick Melton Not one thing can be heard What's this commotion? John's been saving up his batch Just for this perfect moment We got John's hide So this is what's happening right now. I'm just like, oh, you don't care? We talk? All right, cool. I guess I guess it's officially on then. Ed, you rule. Yes, thank you, Ed. Um, Producer Chris just reminded me, I said at the beginning of the show, I wanted to give an update on Dr. Steve. So Dr. Steve was listening to the episode that we did where we had this porn star. Hotter Ones. Whose mom is her OBGYN. And she was in pre-med school. She's at UCLA. She was going to become a doctor, just like her mom. And then she explains that, oh, yeah, my mom's my OBGYN, all my friends. And she puts in my IUDs. And I went, oh, that sounds... I wanted to get your take on it, Lucy. I heard you asking Kindy about it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh. Weird, right? No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked Dr. Steve about this. All of the no. <laughs> and Dr. Steve, and I give him credit. He wasn't even bringing up the creepiness around the OBGYN and birth control thing. He's like, well, no, actually, in the medical community, you're not allowed to practice with your family or friends. It's it's unethical to do such a thing. It's well, experimental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gross. Uh, he also disagreed with this whole thing where she didn't take insurance. He, yeah. goes, he goes, insurance doesn't pay for blocks of time. He goes, I sometimes see patients in my office for 90 minutes. <laughs> And they're paying with insurance because she made the same. It was like 15 minutes. All you get with insurance. So she just cash. I think, <laughs> no sense. I think the anal princess was confusing one of those incest shoots with reality. Maybe. Like, oh, yes. Moms teach fucking. So this is what um, he put. He goes, we're not supposed to treat our families, although most of us do at least a little bit. Certainly no controlled substances, but. To be your kid's primary OBGYN is quite unusual. And then he sent me this. Uh, According to the American Medical Association's Code of Medical Ethics, doctors should avoid treating themselves or immediate family members. Treating family and friends can lead to serious consequences and may result in a loss of practice rights in some jurisdictions. What would we For do once without... I wasn't wrong! I, I'm sorry, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> what would we do without Dr. Steve? I don't know. I mean, I'd probably be more ignorant than I am, which is shocking. I wouldn't get as many texts. <laughs> I can't even imagine. There's a, there's a couple of people who do speech to text. Gino is one of them. Dr. Steve is one of them. And you can tell. You can tell. Because it's like 500 words. Like, <laughs> but the, the nice thing is I can hear it in Dr. Steve's yeah, voice. That, that nice. is true. All right, guys. Uh, Cardiff had to take the week off. He said he's working. He said he's very busy. So what I try to do is put together my own version of to catch an alien. <laughs> now, I put this together just now. I was watching Tommy from MSCS's uh, show. He had Roger Stone on. And I think Tommy said about 50 words over the period of two and a half hours. 
So it's just Roger Stone. I picked the wrong episode. It's Roger Stone. Blah, blah, blah. And I, now I see why Cardiff spends so much time on this. It's so difficult hmm. to find these things. So, Cardiff, I appreciate it. Appreciate what you do for us. Thank you. Oh, thank you. But, uh, oh, let's bring Annie in, of course. Annie, how's it going? Oh, hi. How oh, you doing? Hello. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah, you sound great. Good. All right. So, um, Annie, we're going to play a little To Catch an Alien. And try to Have find you already out. gotten your cease and desist from Cardiff? Uh, no, not yet. I'm sure I will. <laughs> I should have I called it something different, probably. You're right. This is going to get me in trouble for sure. All right. Pay attention. This is a short one. I'm not doing the Cardiff thing where it goes on forever. And even if a rock ran, it wouldn't matter. Uh, literally a rock. Because for anyone to sit with a straight face and think that Biden got... Okay. So they're talking about Joe Biden's reelection possibilities and they're talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson and so Tommy says I mean even if a rock ran <laughs> not the rock just a rock yeah just a rock and even if a rock ran it wouldn't matter uh, literally a rock because for anyone to sit with a straight face and think that Biden got what did Tommy say next <laughs> here are your choices <laughs> A the upper hand on corn pop <laughs> yeah, That's good. B, a wing and a prayer. C, a puncher's chance in hell. D, lastly, eighty million more <laughs> votes than Obama. Yeah, what's with all these letters? Or <laughs> E, his comeuppance. Oh man, I don't like change. For anyone to sit with a straight face and think that Biden got. I will go with uh, Lucy Tightbox first. I'm going to go with D. D? I feel very unconfident. 80 million more votes yeah, than Obama? Yeah, that's... that's... Uh, Trucker Andy, what do you think? C. C, a puncher's chance in hell. Uh, Andy, what do you think? A is hilarious, and I hope it's about corn pop. Yeah, yeah I mean, I want okay. it to be that. Very good. And producer Chris? I will... Bet the spread. Uh, go with a wing and a prayer, B. A <laughs> wing and a prayer. All right. Let's find out. Uh, to catch an alien. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> and even if a rock ran, it wouldn't matter. Uh, literally a rock. Because for anyone to sit with a straight face and think that Biden got 80 million more votes than any other yeah. pre or, uh, Obama is nuts. He didn't get 80 million more votes than Obama. <laughs> He got 80 million votes. Yeah, yeah. Is this where you're going for accuracy? or? Well, that's why I thought that was funny that he said that he got 80 million more votes than Obama. And Roger Stone just plays on. I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess. I was I guess like, that's, that's too one. stupid to be the Congratulations, answer. Lucy. Yeah, it's been a while. Yes. Nice. I was I was angry when she got, when she, the first person got it right. I'm like, oh, fuck. I fucked I know. Yeah. You did your thing. That's a tell. Whenever you're like, can we get the drum roll ready? Then I know that you won. The week. Oh, right. You did the same thing. You're gonna say D. Oh, the eighty million. That's the one that you're gonna go with right now. I was oh, like, stop it! I was just clarifying for the listeners to remind them what that is. That Not was, everyone's watching the show. It was really kind and, of at you the poker table. That. That's called Hollywooding. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Very good, guys. What have we done today? We've done it all. We talked about music commentary podcast. We'll have a poll up on our Patreon for you to go and vote. We looked at Howie Mandel does stuff and Dana White walking out on that. Christine Knowlton 
had a couple of Valentine's Day songs for us and a poem. Boop. <laughs> Chad Zumach. It's going to take more than 12 steps for this guy, but we're rooting for him. Stuttering John, of course, has decided that now the kids are fair game. Everyone can go ahead and <laughs> do fun as kids. The takeaway from that is... Capiche? That's my takeaway because he, <laughs> he literally told someone at Atlantic City, he didn't know as we get back to Patrick Melton, that he, he only pretends to care about that because that's content for his show, which of course is true because I haven't talked about John's kids in forever. And even when I did, it was joking. I never I don't really know who they are or care about them or anything like that. And the fact that John was ready to be my friend again and be neighborly with me in Florida after all that proves he doesn't give a fuck. Has nothing to do, he makes all of this up. It's all performative. All these guys are performative. So you know what that means? It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. We'll be back with another episode of Who Are These Podcasts this Saturday at 2 p.m. For those of you who are behind the paywall can watch. You can also listen for free on our Discord. But uh, I don't have the podcast picked out yet, I just realized. But Eric Zane will be joining hey. us. Hey. will be in the house. And uh, so that'll be fun. And we're looking forward to that. Andy, I, I can hear him yelling already. <laughs> Andy Q Public, <laughs> thank you so much for coming over and doing the show today. What's going on with the All Apologies podcast? A lot. We actually have the March 9th show. Since Cardiff's not here, I have to make sure to pub, plug mm-hmm. subreddit surfing live on March 9th, uh, featuring all apologies, and also featuring some other people in this room. But Where's that happening? Yeah, you'll find out. Comedy at the Carlson. (laughs) And find tickets at comedyatthecarlson.com. But the podcast we did, the mini show on the Patreon about the Josh Hawley dressing down of Mark Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I had a lot to say about Josh. I don't like Josh Hawley. Okay. And the episode that just came out today was billy mcfarland and the fire festival fiasco and that was a lot of fun to cover so now, check out all apologies i haven't, I haven't heard that one yet he's planning on fire festival too is yeah. that still in the works it's called pirate now p-y-r-t and it sounds I mean, like it sounds worse it's not i was what, gonna say like pirate. Sounds yeah. More obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. pirates a synonym for stealing yeah yeah i'm gonna pirate your money it sounds just as fleshed out as fire festival was so cool. see you there all right well the ice soaps haven't heard anything i wish they would ask us to play that yeah <laughs> sounds cool uh lucy type box uh lots of exciting stuff i did an episode on my channel, once over with Kaylee, where I do movie reviews. Um, with Stevie Lou, we talked about the movie Dead Ringers. Very romantic for the Valentine's Day <laughs> stuff. Uh, we learned that Stevie Lou does not know what a vagina is. So that's <laughs> Checks out. well worth checking out for that. Um, and then also for Valentine's Day, I had Andy Q Public on my channel talking Ooh. about the First Wives Club. Yeah. All right. True romance over there. And uh, you uh, hooked up with Tony again, right? <laughs> yeah. So Tony and I are, we got some stuff coming up. Tony from Hack the Movies. Tony from Hack the Movies and I, I have a, some stuff. I got a photo of you two uh, sent to my phone. So I'm like, I guess they're doing something together. <laughs> it's probably the better. You should have led with that. <laughs> well, it's not, not out yet. Other, I think like, is what she's saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But still. Is mm-hmm. the point of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And Annie, what are you up to? 
Uh, we're off this week for Valentine's Day, but uh, Dylan from Somewhere and I do a Hold podcast a talking about video games. I, I did not realize that Dylan from Somewhere was such a romantic that he takes off for Valentine's Day. Well, that's just what week. I'm saying. I mean, we're just oh, honestly okay. just trying to get more time in Arkham Knight before we do the episode for it. So gotcha. we're just uh, we're just playing more of that before we record the episode for that. Uh, we've really kind of hit our stride, I think, in our episode format. We kind of just jumped around at the beginning, but now we're just going from kind of the beginning of the <laughs> game all the way to the end and kind of talking about it as we go through the story of it. So yeah. I think it's um, becoming a better show format although last time it did run for two and a half hours so. whoa well games are long i'm uh 50 yeah. of the way through the story annie that's, a, that's pretty good i think that's further than i am right now i've been doing a lot of the side stuff the the like controversially i don't hate the batmobile no? <laughs> okay yeah. no one told me there was gonna be boasting i didn't realize there was gonna be such controversy on the show today i thought the ben shapiro was gonna be the <laughs> most controversial thing that we did but Andy, where, where can people find that show on youtube.com slash at w-i-t-g-s w-i-t-g-s mm-hmm. is what, you what is this game for. show Guys, please join us again next time. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. And now the show is over now. <sighs> mm, okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Great job, everyone. And do we have any uh, reviews, new reviews coming in? Not a lot of new ones. I have one that because Kendi made sure to save one. So nice. I have one from Kelso829 on January 28th, 2024. Bullies. I guess bullying does get mainstream platform nowadays. This is crazy that grown people are trashing others and trying to make money off of it. Also, the shows you bash have higher ratings than you. It doesn't make sense. This is in the privacy of your home with a PBR. This is garbage. <laughs> or do this in the privacy of your own home. Sorry. Ah, I see. Okay. I'm going to guess that that's not a favorable rating. I'm going to guess that's like a one star. Yeah, that they didn't seem to like you. Yeah, I didn't seem to be having fun with that. That's why I knew that. You know, it was a one-star review, but they called you mainstream. I would say that's a compliment. Well, they said that bullying is mainstream, not necessarily that I am. But uh, I'm also surprised that Kindy didn't read that one. <laughs> I know. She's like the kind <laughs> that she, right she's the bully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little shocked by that. All right. We, so on the creep off, um, I did the show with Blind Mike this week. Check that out. Fun episode with Blind Mike and... Our results girl, Jessica, couldn't make it because Jess has a new job and she wasn't able to get out in time to do it. So Kindy sent me a note. said, is, is Jess not going to be able to do the show anymore? And I said, why? Do you want to be the results girl on the creep off? She goes, no, I just like Jess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. <laughs> so I told her we had a backup or something. Yeah. Not the case. That's touching. That's amazing. I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if someone asked you that question, you would think that they're, whatever. <laughs> Deluxe uh, is chiming in here. Hey, Carl, um, you don't need to lose contests to get, you know, to go to the beauty parlor and get your hair done or wear a cow bikini or eventually get your ding-dong cut off. We know you're trans. We know you're transitioning. It's cool. No worries. All right. Deluxe checking in from the left coast. What up, Lucy? I do appreciate the support. This is a very caring and giving community that we've Congratulations, uh, Carl. D-Lux D- should defend it. John's kids. Right. Yes, that's the, the person that we need. And d- trust me, everyone. I know 
We've been stalling. We are going to have the win a date with Lucy contest. Yes. I'm getting impatient. Uh, don't worry. It's going to happen. When are you dying your tips? That's happening. <laughs> More importantly, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's happening this week. Yeah, yeah, Lucy. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't affect me at all. <laughs> this affects everyone. Yeah. That is happening this weekend for sure. That's why he's the GOAT. Hey, guys. Uh, Jim Florentine called into the show. Oh, sweet. Carl, it's me, gay Jim Florentine, your pal, about female comedians. Uh, the other day, is Jim, Flor- Jim Florentine's hard to do, man. It is. No, he's not. Play the first one, though. It's not bad. Sorry, sorry, Carl. Sorry, buddy. Oh, I'm man. Jim Florentine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, got to get a little in the wind. It's not there. <laughs> All right, so what's funny about that, I wouldn't have played this one, but he told me to. So this was his first attempt at Florentine. Hey, Coral, Jim Florentine, your pal. Just wanted to say thank you so much for having me on the episode where I got to talk about females, comedians, equal rights, Brown versus the Board of Education, Eliza Schlesinger. What? She's a, she's a female comic. There's a lot of them now, Carl. Yay! See what I mean? I, was, I wouldn't have played that. But the guy goes, I played my first one. That was a much better Jim Florentine impression. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I disagree. You say so. Um, Swing and a miss. Andy, I think you and I were talking about uh, this news the other day. Hey, Carl, I'm sure you knew this already, but uh, your buddy Bill... And his friends in Mastodon are going to be playing Leviathan in its entirety on tour this summer. You can go ahead and play the drop now. All right, so they're not coming anywhere near us now. Cleveland is like the what closest. What the fuck? Half the band no, is from Rochester? They don't want to come to Rochester with this tour? They've already been upsetting. here. Yeah, been here a bunch of times, but... It's too bad. Cleveland's a long ways to go. But we can hang out with Ray DeVito and OJ. <gasps> oh. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe it's worth it. Oh, Andy, this is for you, buddy. You know, Carl, I think Southern John's onto something. Trucker Andy, I'm going to sue you. Why? I got to fucking get wrist surgery for my carpal tunnel syndrome now from my extensive research on Lana Rhodes. See you in court. It's not that far fetched. There was that guy who tried to sue Twitch. Oh the yeah, girls he was yeah. jerking off too. He's like, and then I go on Twitch and there's like these girls masturbating on camera. And it's I'm not made of stone. <laughs> yeah. I just have to. It's a guy to do over here. Go ahead and sue me. I blow all my money on Lana Rhodes NFTs like everybody <laughs> yeah, else. Right. Probably sue her. I would imagine. Um, all right, so this is a uh, some commentary on the show Hotter Ones. And did you hear our review of Hotter Ones? <laughs> Dr. Steve. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Okay. I've, I've heard of like every episode. Yeah, yeah. That was the uh, the OnlyFans girls who were into a lot of butt stuff. Oh, yeah. That was good. <laughs> I guess. Carl, that Hotter One podcast made me sad in a way that Stuttering John never could. But we could use this. If you took a time machine and went back in time and you showed that podcast to Susan, Susan B. Anthony... She realized that feminism is a mistake, and we could be done with all of this. 
Thank you, Bucky. Bye. Repeal the 19th Amendment. I agree with you (laughs) wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's a problem. That's for sure. Uh, Best Mastodon album asks the greater good. This is controversial, Hmm. but I got to go with uh, Once More Around the Sun again. Really? That is controversial to say. Because (laughs) wrong. it's not their their best technical album, but the songs on it are all fucking bangers. Mm, Ember City is one of my favorite all-time songs, so I'll give you that. Okay. What's your what's your favorite? The Hunter. Okay, The Hunter it is. You didn't even think about it. Nah, yeah, I mean, he's got it. I didn't get it all figured out. <laughs> I think it's their worst. <laughs> but okay. Oh God, Carl! Please, please let Stuttering John hit Patrick Melton. That would give us the ending we all need and deserve. I think it was producer Chris that said this thing always seems like it's about to end, and it never does. We just need a good ending. That that would be the good ending. I want it to all go away. You know, Chris Chan fucked his mom. Thundering John needs to punch Patrick Melton. That's the perfect person for it. And I I love Patrick, but he's got to he's got to fall on the grenade here. He, He'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's got to happen. Make it happen, Carl. Write it into the script. All, all right. right, we'll work on it. I pictured John landing a punch, and it's just like a little. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what Patrick even said. He goes, he came down, he's wobbling, he's drunk, he's tiny. I knew if he threw a punch, it wasn't going to hurt me. Right. So true, too. Um, that is interesting. People think that the uh, devil versus scripted, and I'm starting to agree with that. All of this seems very scripted to me. It's all a work. It's all a work. I'm uh, telling you. Line. Heaven Brun is a fucking work, and you can't convince me any other way around it. All right, this is actual audio of John at the security desk at the Borgata. I can't believe we got this. And he made fun of my kids. 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 Yeah. Jeez, these kids sound like losers. Yeah. <laughs> Why is everyone making fun of these kids? They must be losers. And he gets it. This fucking Pinkman's a real fucking Pinkman. It is odd. It is 100% odd now. John has said uh, what had happened. Hey, Brock Lee calling into the show. Hey. The famous, rich Brock Lee. Hello, Carl. This is infamous Brock Lee. I get your number from my friend. The rocks. I am humble man with very, very, very small penis. But I am very interested in Rusi tight box date. Mm. But I don't know. I know America have huge penis. And my friend Deluxe is famous for his huge penis. But I have a lot of money if I could date Rusi tight box. Mm. I would be very excited. Thank you. So, Lucy, I got to ask you, what's your big, take on that? Do you want a sugar big daddy? dick or more money? Yeah, well, Is that's that the, kind of the question. The I, I, I like that you, you kind of broke it down. I was going to be a little more subtle about it, but are you interested in the guy who made I, I know, like, some of the guys you've dated who are into metal probably have a ton of money. So I'm not sure if like that's your <laughs> <All> thing. The... <laughs> They're fucking rich. Too. Not sure if that's your thing. But uh, yeah, I guess yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Big well, one of them big... has a car. <laughs> big bank account. <laughs> Is that true? Because I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> Do you want uh, a Lizzo in the pants or a Lizzo in the bank? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well put, sir. 
I, I potentially would be okay with neither. I mean, I would love a big dick. Neither? Wasn't expecting that. I was thinking both. I would love both. I okay, mean, all right. That's like... Both is ideal. You're thinking that I like value myself and think that I deserve those things. So, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, if I had to pick one, yep. it would probably be Big Dick. All right. There you go. But I Sorry, love broccoli. money also. <laughs> Sorry, broccoli. I've also... <laughs> Having a lot of money doesn't exclude you from the contest. But, but I will also point this out. I've always wanted to see a micro penis. So... We'll stick around after the show. (laughs) I have to ask, was there any kind of reveal about who Broccoli was? They said they were going to be there and... John's if there was, I don't know about it because John said that he watched the Super Bowl with him, mm. but no one knows who he is. No one said they <laughs> met him or talked to him, so I don't know. Okay, it all seems like a mystery. It's very possible. I'm just talking out my ass right now because it was said that Broccoli was going to fly John there and, and pay for him to go, and then Vince the lawyer did all of that. Mm-hmm. Paid for his flight, paid for his hotel. So. Some people are speculating that Broccoli is Vince. I don't know. Hmm. Honestly, I don't know. Wait, what? If somebody in the chat knows, I'm looking at the chat. Let me know. We'll yeah. come back. How about Isn't Broccoli? Isn't the chat just Vince Delayer too, though? <laughs> the chat is mostly yeah. Vince Delayer. Even, even this version of Dylan from somewhere who says, how about above average dick with below big dick? But below but, big dick. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So like, what, four and a half inches? Is that what you're saying? That's very revealing about yourself, <laughs> sir. What are you for? <laughs> All right. You know, Carl, I'm thinking about stuttering John's weekend in uh, New Jersey, and it just struck me, like, remember back when uh, you went over his trip to uh, when he was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, and he kept saying, like, and I was on my best behavior. And you were like, that's the wrong assignment, John. Like, they don't want you to be on your best behavior. You're on a show. You're supposed to be a goof off. It's kind of like he kept saying that this weekend with Vince. Like, oh, I didn't want to upset Vince, so I'm on my best behavior. It's like, no, Vince wants you to be a jerk off, you fucking idiot. He never gets the assignment. That's correct. However, John was not on his best behavior. (laughs) He was letting people buy him drinks. He's bragging they never bought a beer because everyone's buying him beer. But he doesn't realize that that makes you a whack packer. If people just want to get you drunk and watch you act like a fool, Make a fool of yourself. Yeah. yeah, that means that you're the spectacle. You're not a celebrity. You're a spectacle. Julie was talking about this when they would take the whack packers out. They had to tell the bars or the clubs they would go to, "Don't want anyone buy them beer." Yeah, because they can't control themselves, and everyone wants to get the weirdo guy drunk. That's what John is, and he's proud of it. He thinks that that means like he's a celebrity or something. Uh, and then he's talking about jerking off to Keanu, Gino's fiance. Yeah. Oh my god! And Keanu's mom, who's on her podcast with her, was just like, "I don't, I don't like that stuttering John guy. That's gross." Yes. Like, yeah, obviously, that is gross. If you if you jerk off to a friend of yours' fiance, keep that to yourself. Yeah, I don't know. That kind of goes without saying, right? When you do that, keep it to yourself. It's not a follow me for more tips. It's not a compliment to the woman or the woman's husband. No, it's not great. Hey, you know who I was jerking off to last night? Hey, good news. Good news, Gino. 
Hi, Carl. It's Paul in Dirty Jersey. Who are these marketers? W-A-T-M. Only on the Carl Network. Introducing the New York Boat Show. Who the fuck can afford a boat? And I get seasick anyway. <laughs> I'm going to get number two. Two. Fucking Charmin. How many bears wiped their ass? Didn't the toilet break? My father said it clogged the drains. But is it the Charmin or the bear shit? All right. I do hate those commercials yeah. as well. Who, who can afford a boat is a pretty funny yeah, one. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> is that for a boat? Who can afford a boat? <laughs> All right. I like this show. Who are these marketers? Let's get back yeah. to it. Number one, science fucking college. Have you ever been curious about Scientology? Maybe it's time to have your fucking head examined. That is bigger bullshit than Catholic and Jew horse shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye. Sir, how do you feel about doing a show co-hosted by Christian Black? Yeah. <laughs> Who are these marketers coming soon to the Who Are These Network? I love it. All right, this uh, last one I'm interested to play because I've been getting some shit from people Saying, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to IQ tests. Hmm. One person specifically. Shut up, dumb. I've taken IQ <laughs> tests, and they do have general knowledge questions and trivial questions on there. I'm like, how is that possible? Was how it, does that was measure it someone's intelligence? Was it BuzzFeed? What, do you go to right. IQtest.fun? Right, yes. <laughs> so this is a person who's taken IQ tests, is going to break it down for us. And because this person agrees with me, I think this person's right. Yeah. <laughs> you retards. A couple of years ago, I took right. an IQ test with an actual psychologist. He took three hours and had 12 parts. Scored a 138. I know oh. I sound retarded, but oh. I'm not. Part of the test, the examiner read off two-digit numbers in a random order, and I had to repeat them back to them in numerical order. For example, 19, 12, 35 would be repeated back 12, 19, 35. I got up to 15 numbers before I started making mistakes. Does John really expect people to believe that his retarded brain could even accomplish three numbers, let alone the number of numbers that would require a 160 IQ? He's a fucking retard. Thank you. And that was my point all along. Those are the types of questions they ask you on an IQ test. Yeah, not yeah. trivia. Not trivia. Not who wrote Moby Dick. That's not an IQ. People are going to say I'm wrong again. I guarantee it. I'll see it on there. But this person's a 138. They agree with me. So, wait. So, uh, how big was 138's penis, and how much money does he have? Good questions. Yeah. Good questions. <laughs> Sir, now, please, now she wants it all. Please call back. <laughs> yeah, right. You want all three of those things? Fucking looking for a unicorn over here. All right. Thank you all for doing the show with me today on this Valentine's Day. I'm sure someone's pissed about this. <laughs> someone's wife or girlfriend or boyfriend is upset about this. But I appreciate you guys. Being here. Okay, bye. Man, that was a good episode. That was a good episode. I enjoyed that. I gotta go. Goodbye. Goodbye. That was a great episode. That was really great. Bye. A plane has hit I rewatch at Carly. Boom. Boom. Mom. Boom. Boom. Ah, Carl. I love you. Go fuck yourselves. Have a good week.